Blog Talk Radio.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. We thank you, Lord. You are wonderful, Lord. You are wonderful, God. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Praise you, Lord. Um, tonight, I want to share. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Where Jesus took captivity captive. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to begin in 2 Corinthians 10.5. Praise the Lord. Uh, we want to understand tonight what captivity is. Hallelujah. What is it to be under captivity? Praise the Lord and much more. I'm just going to go into the Word and then I'll begin to explain how a blessing, an encouraging blessing, this message is going to be for your life, my life. How God is going to bless us through this message in a mighty way. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Second Corinthians 10, 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Why are we bringing captive every thought to the obedience of Christ? Because of the disobedience. Because of sin, because of the thoughts of the enemy, the devil throwing to people's mind, every thought needs to bring, needs to be brought captive to Christ. We need to be servant of Christ. Anyone in the old age that was a servant was to be was to be known as as uh, captive to the to whom he was serving. If you are a servant to sin, you are captive by sin. In other words. Just to give you a short explanations. Praise the Lord. We have a great example. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis fourteen fourteen, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed Hallelujah and he trained his servant. Hallelujah. He armed and he trained his servant. There was a process when when he heard that Hallelujah Law was taken captive, brothers and sisters. There was, hallelujah, there, were, there was, hallelujah, a preparation that Abraham did. His brother, I'm sorry, his brother was taken captive. Hallelujah. Born in his house. He, he, he armed and he trained his servant. We in Christ need to arm ourselves, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We need to arm with the Word of God, and we need to train ourselves to believe what the Word of God says. Taking the armor of the Lord, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. But we need to be trained in the word of God. We need to be in this word every day, believing the word every day. So as we listen to the word, as we are in the word most of the time, we are being trained. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is so important. Praise you, God, that we are trained, that we are armed. And the word and the knowledge of the word of God, thank you, Jesus, because it's going to help us, praise the Lord, to overcome so much. There's so much the enemy is throwing against us, against the bride of Christ. But if we are armed, if we are armed, we are going to overcome all these things. And this is why we need to be armed and trained. Hallelujah. He, what Abraham did was arm, hallelujah, and train his servant, born in his household, Hundreds, 118, the Bible said, and pursue them to Dan. And we know the outcome of God gave Abraham the victory. Praise the Lord as he chose, as he uh, pers uh, pursued his enemy. 
in chapter 3 of Exodus, we have another great example of the Lord Jesus Christ himself as the angel of the Lord. As we read that Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest, the priest of Midian, he was a priest, and he led the flock to back to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to, unto Herod, the mountain of God, Herod, brothers and sisters. And, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire in the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. This is a confirmation that Jesus came to save. Hallelujah, but not to condemn. This was a revelation that it was God there to save and not to condemn. Notice that the bush, hallelujah, was on fire. And Moses looked at the bush on fire. But he noticed as, as something specific about this fire, that the, bur the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. He came to save but not to condemn. That's what I meant. In other words, I'm here to save. I'm here to save the Israelites who are slaving Egypt, which he'll tell Moses, not to condemn them, but to save them. And this is the sign of this. Thank you, Jesus. And this is why the Jewish people should recognize Messiah Jesus when he came in the flesh as a man. But they did not. He came to his own, but his own received not. They did not recognize him. Verse 3. And Moses says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why does the bush is not burn? God wanted uh, Moses to pay attention. That's why he appeared to him in the bush. To pay attention to what was going on with the bush. That it was, it was completely on fire. But the bush was not being consumed. was not burning brothers and sisters, at all. It was burning, but it was not being consumed. It was on fire, but it was not being consumed. It was not being killed. It was not being destroyed. And God wanted Moses to notice this, to look at this side, because this was going to show Moses that what God was about to do, it was going to help Moses understand the plan of God. Sometimes God will give you a sign of what he's about to do in your life or through you or through your ministry. You need to pay attention to the sign because God is in the details. We need to understand God is in the details. When you read Genesis chapter 1, you read how he began to create everything, but he looked to see that it was good what he made. God is in the details. Pay attention to that. It's very important because God gives people signs, but sometimes they don't have the wisdom and understanding and it takes them many years to, 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 hallelujah, to understand the sign. And God wants us to understand it right away. As he wanted Moses to understand it right away. Verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Notice how God calls Moses out of, out of the midst of the bush. In other words, it was God there. Hallelujah. It was God that had this bush on fire, but God was not killing it, was not consuming it. In other words, because he came to save, not to condemn, brothers and sisters. This, this is very important. Praise you, Lord. As the Lord comes to your life with a sign, hallelujah, it might be different than the sign of Moses, but it's still the Lord. Pay attention because he's telling you something that is going to help you on your way in your ministry. 
praise you, Lord, or in your walk with God in your life. It don't need to be in the ministry, but it can be in the walk of God in your own life, praise the Lord. And he said, draw not hither, put off thy shoes from all thy feet, for where the place of where thou standest is holy ground. In other words, Moses was not ready for ministry. But the Lord began to prune him, to cleanse him, to purify Moses' life. Removing of the Jews was that Moses had the, the Jews came from Egypt. It was a contamination out of the Egyptian, because everything that was made in Egypt was offered unto the God of Egypt. Praise the Lord. And that, those Jews that Moses had, had were impure, were not offered unto God, but was offered unto other gods. So in order for God to use Moses, God began to cleanse Moses of the things he knew in Egypt. He thought they were fine in Egypt because they are things that people had done in their life before they begin. They became a Christian that they think is fine. But God has to tell them, remove that from your life because that is not pleasing unto me. Pay attention to that because that's very important. Because that is, it is God cleansing you and purifying your life, pruning you so you can bear fruit for his glory. You can bear fruit for the kingdom of God. So as God is cleansing your life and removing things from your life, do not be angry at God. Do not get mad at God. But thank God for the things God is removing out of your life that are not pleasing unto him. I thank you, Jesus. Verse 6, thank you, Lord. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Hallelujah. Moses, hallelujah, when he hear God telling him who he was, thank you, Lord, the action of the flesh, the fear of the flesh got hold of Moses immediately. Moses, like every one of us, has problem with his flesh. And I want you to notice this. Moreover, chapter 6 of Genesis, uh, Exodus 3, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, from, for he was afraid to look upon God. Praise you, Lord. God is not going to show himself to you, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, unless he wants you to see him. Praise you, Lord. When he comes to you, it's because he wants you to see him. But also, if God comes to you and you're not ready to see him, the fear that is in you and your flesh that maybe had not been removed is going to get a hold of you. Moses hid his faithful. He was afraid to look up on God. Why was he afraid? Hallelujah. Because who the son set free it is free indeed. He was not set free from the lust of the flesh yet, from the desire of his flesh. He needed to be pruned. God needed to work on Moses. He had not yet fasted, putting the flesh and the submission toward God, toward God. So God needed to work on the life of Moses. Praise you, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by reason of their uh, taskmaster, for I know their sorrow. God heard their cry. Hallelujah. And he also, God hears a cry when we pray. All prayer, as the Lord revealed to me in his throne not long ago, a month or so ago, as I was taken to the throne of the third heaven, and I could hear people from 
all over the earth praying unto the he- to heaven. All prayer was coming unto the throne, including small prayer. They were all coming unto to the throne of God. Thank you, Jesus. And God, the Lord, knew every time someone prayed, he knew their affliction. The Lord was showing me he knew everyone's affliction on earth. He knows exactly what people are going through. Well, this is what he says to Moses in Exodus 3, 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by the reason of the taskmaster, for I know their sorrow. God knows our sorrow. God knows our suffering, brothers and sisters. He can relate to our suffering. That's why he gave us his son, Jesus, because God, Jesus came as a man and walked for 33 and a half years on this earth. Hallelujah. And he can relate to our sorrows and pain and suffering because he himself went through it. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian, to bring them out of the land unto a good land, enlarged unto the land that flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, and the Parasite, and the Hevatite, and the Javasite. Brothers and sisters, God planned for you and I. It is a mighty great plan. It is a good plan, brothers and sisters. He has a plan for you to prosper, for you to have peace and prosper is the plan of God. For you to come to abundance, because luck, hallelujah, misery and poor, poorness is not of God. Luck of what you need and what I need is not, is not of God, brothers and sisters. God gives us abundance. God gives us what we need. First of all, he came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian. Who the Son set free and is free indeed. When Jesus came down, he came down, hallelujah, to save those that believe in him and to give him the power to become the Son of God, the Bible says in John 1. In other words, to bring them from the power of Satan into the, into the power of God. Because believe it or not, the Bible says Satan has power. And the power of evil, the power of sin. Because if you understand, you're captive to sin. Brothers and sisters, my friends that are listening to me, receive Jesus as your personal Savior, and he will remove you from the captive, being captive of sin, of sin, unto right standing with God, righteousness, pureness, in the things of God. Brothers and, my friends, my, my brothers and sisters, he can set you free. I have come down to the living out of the hand of the Egyptian. When Jesus began his ministry, he read Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. He said that the Spirit of the Lord was on him. Hallelujah, to, to, hallelujah, to set the captive free. Only God, only the Lord can set the captive free. Only Him can set your life, my life, that might be under sin free from the captivity of sin, because sin holds people captive, brothers and sisters. God has an abundance for you and I. It is up to you and I to seek the Lord with all of our heart, because He was set free. And he will, bring his, he will bring his promise come to pass. Hallelujah. And the promise is to bring them out of the land unto a good land and large, unto a land that flow with milk and honey. Milk and honey talks about the abundance, the blessing Almighty God has for you and I. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm not going to go about blessing because a lot of people have been heard by other preacher messaging message about uh, blessing and abundance and all that, and they have twisted the gospel, which is now not the gospel of Christ anymore. 
Verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel hath come unto me. I have also seen the oppression whereby the Egyptians oppress them. God knows what your enemy have thrown against you, have brought against you that is hurting you, that has been keeping you oppressed for years. But the Lord will break those changes. If you cry out to God as, as the people of Israel cry out to the Lord of heaven, and the Lord Jesus himself came down to deliver them, Jesus himself again, the King of King and Lord Lord, will set you free. And whom the Lord set free will be free indeed. John 8.36, verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou might bring forward my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God had a plan with Moses to deliver his people. Moses was the type of Christ, but it was Christ himself there, working through Moses. This is why Moses needed to humble his life to the Lord, because the Lord was about to begin a mighty work through Moses, through the life of Moses whereby God was going to deliver his people. Even though it is God using you and I, all glory goes to Jesus. All glory goes to God because it is him using us. It is not, it's not us. It is him. Verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who I am that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Says Moses. Praise the Lord. That's Moses being humble. That is Moses recognizing that only God can do this. And Moses, believing this by faith, confessing this through his mouth, he, he is showing he had faith, and also that he was a humble man. And that's why God was able to use Moses, because we need to be humble before the Lord. Verse 12, and he says, Certainly I will bring with thee, and there should be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forward the people out of Asia. You should serve God upon this mountain. It was a purpose of God upon, uh, for the children of Israel through Moses. God has planned to bless other people through you. If you humble your life to him, he will raise you up. This is why he said that the, the older, hallelujah, the greater will serve the small. That is humility at work. When we humble ourselves, then God can use us. To be a blessing to other people. Unless we humble, we cannot be a blessing. If we're full of pride, we're going to keep falling in sin. Because, hallelujah, pride comes before a fall. If you, have pride, if you have pride, you will keep falling in sin. But if you repent your pride, God Almighty will remove pride from your heart and life, from your daily life. Hallelujah, you will not have so much trouble with sin. Sin cannot hold you captive no more. We're talking about captivity. The Israelites were captive and aged, but the Lord Jesus had come down to deliver them from their captivity. Verse 13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, I said unto them, Then God, the God of your father has sent me unto you. They should say to me, What is his name? What should I say unto them? Says Moses. Because see, it was not about Moses. It was about God. So it was important that the children of Israel know, knew God's name, and knew how to refer themselves to God. Uh, there were many ways that they used to call God the Almighty. But the name Yahweh, or Yahweh, many say today, was not known to the children of Israel. The fourth letter name out of the name of God, until God revealed it to Moses, 
it was not known unto the children of Israel. Abraham referred to God as the Almighty, and that's how everyone knew God, but no one knew his name. In other words, no one had a personal relationship with God. Praise the Lord, because even Abraham was called a friend of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. But a friend is not a brother. A friend is not a son. A friend is not a brother. A friend is not a son. A friend is just a friend. Intimately, you can know your father. You can have a close relationship with your father. Praise the Lord. But Abraham knew God, but did not have an intimate relationship with God. Praise the Lord. As Moses and them became to have like David, Solomon and them. It was a total different relationship. Abraham was just a friend. And it's not the same as a brother or a son or a daughter. It's totally different. A lot of people don't realize that, and they keep saying how Abraham had to, such a wonderful relationship with God, but not, not so they were friends. God called Abraham my friend. But David was totally different, a man, a man after God's own heart. Moses had a close relationship with God because Moses came to know his name. And the secret to the relationship with God was to know him, know his name, know him intimately. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Verse 15. And God said moreover unto Moses, Shall thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. This is the beginning of God here in Genesis, in Exodus. The beginning of God. Exodus means exit. Hallelujah, exit, to be, to be, to be, to come out, come out, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, to come to God, that's why he said to come to this month, I mean, worship me, to come in relationship with me, so when God revealed his name through Moses, God was bringing them into relationship with him, this is why this is my name forever, and this is a memorial to all generations, I want to have a relationship from here and on, with all the generations, and to all generations, God is saying to Moses, I want to have a relationship. They, they're going to know me. They're going to know my name. Praise you, Lord. Because when a man and a woman begin a relationship, one of the first things they need to know is their name. What is your name, they say. Because they're going to begin a relationship. Praise the Lord. And that's how God began a relationship with men after he revealed to Moses his name, God was ready for relationship with his creation down on earth, brothers and sisters. That's what I mean, because he did not have this with them in the beginning. Uh, Noah found grace. Abraham was a friend. Noah found grace. He found grace, salvation. But Nama then had an intimate relationship with God. It was after God revealed his name through Moses that humanity, all generation began to have a relationship with him. A one and one. Verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, appear unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done unto you in Egypt. God is saying. Now, why is this relationship, hallelujah, now is being sent to the elder of Israel, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because this, these men should have been humble men of God. And by knowing God's name, now they can begin to quote his name. 
Now they can begin to call his name. They can begin to be in relationship also with God. And the blessing of God was going to flow like never before. God's presence, God's spirit was going to come on them like never before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17. I have said I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hevesite, and the Juvesite, unto the land flowing with milk and honey, abundance was with the heart of God for his people. God, within God's heart for you and I is, hallelujah, it's peace. Hallelujah, it is peace. It is abundant. Verse 18. They shall hearken unto thy voice. Thou shalt come, thou and the elder of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrew hath met with us. Now let us go, beseech thee, three days' journey unto the wilderness, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord of God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, this was the message of God to Pharaoh, to let God's people go. Thank you, Jesus. But God knew the Pharaoh's heart was going to hearken. He was going to hearken Pharaoh's heart. Because God wanted to show his mighty power. Because some people believe the word, but others believe the signs, Jesus said. How they will come to God by the signs, other by the word. I am sure the, the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I will stretch out my hand and smite the aged, the, the aged with all my wonders, which I, have, I will do in the midst, therefore, and after he will let you go. See, after they seen the sign, after they seen the mighty hand of God, they were not going to let them go. But it was not only to convince Pharaoh. It was God to convince his people, the Israelites who were captive, that it was the mighty hand of God who was, going, who was delivering them. That Benjamin belongs to the Lord, and it was God who was going to fight for them, brothers and sisters. And they needed to see the sign, the bride of Christ, is about to see the mighty hand of Jesus, the mighty hand of God. And before the departure, before the cut up in the air that Paul spoke to the Thessalonians in, 4, in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 and on, the, the body of Christ needs to see the mighty signs of the Lord through earthquakes and tsunami, as Jesus spoke in Matthew 24, brothers and sisters. And as they see these mighty signs and know they come from God, they will begin, Jesus revealed to me, to repent. And they, hallelujah, will, will get themselves ready for the rapture. The Lord will work on them for their heart to be ready for the rapture. But unless God hearken the heart of the nations, hallelujah, leaders of the nations, brothers and sisters, that's why those in office today, hallelujah, are under the devil leading. Uh, is the devil working through them as he worked through the Pharaoh, brothers and sisters? He is working through them today, and their heart is being hearkened because God is bringing his mighty judgment. With mighty power, he will show signs and wonder, and the bride of Christ will see it and believe it and will be taken out of the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They will cry out back to the Lord as the, as the Israelite did, and the Lord will welcome them, my sons and daughters, and cleanse their heart and life. Cleanse their garment, hallelujah, the rope and garment, which are contaminated today, and, and, and rapture them from the earth because they are in the book. The name is in the book of life, and they are in the, hallelujah, they are in the book the Father God has given to Jesus to, for them to be raptured. That none of them he will lose, Jesus said. Because the Father has given them to save them. 
But the Lord, God is going to have to show his mighty hand for people to believe and repent. And right now, because people are not seeing my, the earth has begun to shake with 6.8, 6.5 earthquake. Now people are beginning to shake, but they're not repenting yet. Yeah. But they will begin to repent when it's happening on their own land. Now in Ecuador, people are repenting. Now in Japan, people are repenting. But in America and around the world, people are not repenting yet because their land is still not shaking as God said it's going to shake. The earthquake in California is going to come, and it's going to destroy San Francisco in California. People will see, and they will believe. But unless they see, they're not going to believe as the Israelites. Same sign. Psalm 53, 6. All the salvation of Israel might come out of Zion. When God brings back his captive people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. It's when God does it that people believe. The messenger of the Lord, the prophets of the Lord, has been telling them of what is coming. But people are not going to begin to repent. The bride of Christ is not going to do sincere repenting until they see the hand of God at work as the Israelite did. Psalm 85, 1. Lord, that has been favorable unto, unto thy land. Thou hast released the captive of Jacob. It is him. Psalm 126, 1. When the Lord returned the captive to Zion, we were like them that dream. They began to dream. They began to have dream. Praise the Lord. They began to believe when the Lord's mighty hand was shown unto them. The bride of Christ is doubting. There's so much doubt and unbelief in their heart and life. But when God's mighty hand began to work, they will begin to dream. They will begin to listen to God because God said he will put out his spirit upon no flesh. Hallelujah. And he said they will have dreams. In other words, God was going to speak into dreams and vision and much more. And they will prophesy. Well, there's not much prophecy. There's not much. There are some people dreaming, but everyone should be dreaming. Hallelujah. As David said in Psalm 126, they began to dream. Praise you, Lord. Well, they're going to begin to read. They're going to have hope on the Lord when the mighty hand of the Lord come upon the earth. Praise the Lord, as he has said to the prophet, his word is going to be fulfilled. His word is going to come to pass. Isaiah 14, 2. And the people to, to, shall take them and bring them to their place. And the have of Israel to possess them in the land of the Lord for servant and hangman. And they should take them captive, whose captive Captives they were, and they should rule over their oppressor. This is the plan of the Lord for his people. Hallelujah. That we will rule through Christ. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 45, 13, I have raised him up in the righteousness. I will direct all his way. He should build my city. He should let go my captive. Not for price nor reward, said the Lord of hosts. Why? Because God was going to do it through Jesus. And Jesus was going to give his life, when I said I prophesy this, on the cross for everyone. He was, God was not going to, hallelujah, not for a price nor a reward, brothers and sisters. This was for the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. The people will be set free. Hallelujah. He was going to set the captive free through Christ. That was the plan of God from the beginning. That he was going to set the captive free. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 49, 25. But thou said the Lord, even the captive of the mighty should be taken away, and the prey of the terror should be delivered. For I will contend with him that contended with thee, and I will save thy children. See, God wants to save us and our children, our family. 
God don't want to forsake anyone, but it has to be him. That's why we need to cry out to him. We need to say, Lord, help us. Lord, set our, our children free, Lord, to serve you, Lord. But God wants you to commit first to him, and then he will bring delivery into your family. But once you are committed to him, you cannot be serving God halfway or 75 or 80% or 90%. God wants your heart and life 100%, and then he will bring freedom to your family. I thank you, Jesus. God is speaking to someone. I saw 611, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord have anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek, that he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Why were they captive of sin? Sin. Hallelujah. The opening of the prison to them that are bound. Praise the Lord. Those that are captive in sin are like in a prison. They're doing a life sentence until they're set free. Those that are captive under sin. Praise the Lord. But the Holy Spirit has been poured out on Pentecost. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2, why has he come for? To set the captive free. Brothers and sisters, that those that believe in Christ, he'll come on them and send them free from the power of sin. And give them power to serve God. To be free for the Lord. Not free to sin, but free to serve God. Every day and seek him. That's what the Holy Spirit came. Jesus said, talking about the Holy Spirit, when he come upon thee, hallelujah, he will come upon thee with power. Praise the Lord. But he told them to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. The power from above. Because the Holy Spirit will kind of set them free and help use them to set others free. Because it is God's work. It is not man's work. It is God's work doing it through us. Many things that they are the one doing it. I hear some preachers saying, oh, we, I, I, set, I set those people free. Excuse me? It was God who used you to set them free, not you. No one gets free unless God does it. Give a glory to the Lord. Stop taking the glory of the Lord to yourself, but give it to Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 3. And it came also on the day of Hohar King, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleven years of the Kia, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. This was Jeremiah prophesying in his day to his people that they will be taken captive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. He warned them beforehand because God doesn't do anything. Before, before he does anything, he reveals it to his servants, the prophet, before he does. So God raised Jeremiah to warn them for the captivity that was going to come upon his people because they have become idolater. They have forsaken the God. They have become under the power of sin, and they were not willing to repent. They have hearkened their heart to God's word. And when we do such a thing, only judgment will come on the person's life when they do such a thing. And God, he was using the prophet Jeremiah to warn them of their evil way, of the wicked way. But they will not repent, brothers and sisters. They will not listen to the prophet. Thank you, Jesus. Very important to listen to God's word through his prophet. And God has raised many men in the last day to speak his word. Praise you, Jesus. Jeremiah thirteen seventeen. But if ye will not hear it, my soul should weep in the secret place for your pride. Hallelujah. Look what they have. Pride. Pride comes before I fall. Why were they fallen in sin? Pride. 
Why are so much people around the U.S. and around the world falling in sin? One time they were Christian. They were committed Christian. But why today they have fallen in sin so deep that they're worshiping other gods? Others that are not God, they're worshiping because of their pride. Because their pride have blinded their eyes to see the true God, to seek out the true God. And they have fallen deep in sin. And this is why God has raised us to tell them to repent, to turn back to the Lord, turn back from the wicked way to the Lord, and to see excuse me, how deep they have fallen into their own sin. And that God is calling them to repent. Repent. Oh, God, have mercy. But if he will not hear it, says the prophet Jeremiah to them, oh, God, through the prophet, my soul will weep in the secret place for your pride. My eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord flock is carried away captive. God told them that if they will not repent to the prophet Jeremiah, their end was to be captive, brothers and sisters. And many of them kill. Sin is not good for the nobody. Jeremiah thirteen nineteen. The city of the south should be shut up. The city of the south should be shut up. The blessing was being cut off. And none should open. And Judah should be carried away captive. And all of it. And it should be wholly carried away captive. Completely. God said that Judah was going to be taken captive. His people. Jeremiah 24, For thus said the Lord, Behold, I will make thee a terror to thyself, and to all thy friends, and, and they shall fall by the sword of thy enemy, and thy eyes shall behold it. And I will give all Judah unto the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive unto Babylon, shall slay them with the sword. When we decide to, hallelujah, to hark, when we hearken our, our heart to the evil, when we, we, when we choose not to repent, we choose not to be obedient. All sins is disobedient to our God, brothers and sisters. And when we choose to sin willingly, and, we, and when God speaks to us and we refuse to repent, captivity is what comes next. And that's what was happening to these people. The generation of the, uh, of the prophet Jeremiah have hardened their heart, but not to the word of God. To the evil lost. Jeremiah 24 says, And thus says the Lord of God of Israel, Like these good figs, so I will annihilate them that are carried away captive Judah, whom I have sent out of this place unto the land of the Shadim for their good. Hallelujah. They were taken captive. This was so hard for the prophet Jeremiah because these were his people. These were, these were, he, these were the people Jeremiah loved. And it was so hard for the prophet Jeremiah to see his own brothers and sisters, people that he grew up with, being taken captive down to Babylon, where he knew there was so much idol worshiping in Babylon, so much abomination against God's word, against the teaching, hallelujah, of the Torah, of the commandment of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah did not want to see his people go through this. That's why he tear his heart for them. So they, for them to listen and repent, but they would not. Jeremiah 28, For I will bring back to this place Shekoniah, the son of Herod king, king of Judah, I will, with all the captives of Judah who went down to Babylon and said, The Lord, for I will break the joke of the king of Babylon. Now God began to speak word, word of hope to his people. Because when people are taken captive, we don't, they don't need us pointing finger to them. Now, when they have been captive, now they need to have word of hope. 
that Jesus Christ is going to set them free. If they repent their sins to the Lord, the Lord will be merciful to forgive them. He came out to condemn, but he came to save. Brothers and sisters, as he came down to Moses, hallelujah, in Mount Herod, so the Lord Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. We need to give people hope that Jesus is going to set them free, that he's going to help his family. He's going to help them. No matter what they're going through, Jesus will be there for them, and they cry out to him and give their heart to him. I thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 28, 6. Even those prophets, Jeremiah, say, Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord shall perform thy word, which thou hast prophesied, to bring back the vessel of the Lord's house, and all that is carried away captive unto Babylon to this place. Jeremiah began to give them hope. Yes, the temple, everything was taken away. Hallelujah. All the golden vessels have been taken back to Babylon. But the Lord has said he's going to bring them back. That was so important to the Jewish people. And so as they're getting ready to, con to, to contract, their, to, make, to build the third temple, as the Jewish people hallelujah, getting ready, all the vessels are appearing from the nation, even from Babylon today, hallelujah, for the construction of the third temple, brothers and sisters. The prophecy uh, the prophet Jeremiah is being accomplished in the life of the Jewish people. Rabbi can now go back to these word and look at them, look them up and read them. And notice how God is so merciful in that the word of God, no matter how many years have passed away, it comes to be fulfilled again. Jeremiah 29, for thus say the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all who are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Hallelujah. Seek, he says, verse 7, seek the peace of the city whither where where I have caused it to you, you to carry away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in the peace, therefore, should, should ye have peace. He's given in words a hope. You will have peace. Hallelujah. Pray unto the Lord for it. Pray unto the Lord for it, Jeremiah said to them. Pray for peace. The peace that Jesus gives us is not as the world gives us. Brothers and sisters, pray for the peace of Jesus in your life, in your family life. Pray for that peace that will be on you, that the Lord Jesus Christ will give you his peace, as he gave these people in, that were captured in Babylon peace, peace to, to, to pray. Hallelujah. Sometimes if we don't have that peace, we cannot pray, because our minds are full of something else. But when you pray for that peace, then you notice that it's much easier to think about the Lord and pray. The peace that Jesus gives is not like the world gift. When the world says peace and tranquility comes sudden destruction upon them. There's no peace for the wicked, the word of God says. But there is peace for the righteous, abundant peace God has for the righteous, for those that repent and come under the blood of Jesus. But for the wicked, there is no peace, the word of God says. Jeremiah 29, 14, I will be found by you. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Said the Lord, I will be found by you, he says to the Israelite, in pain and in suffering. What a word of hope God is giving to his people. God is giving this word to you today. As you listen into this program, let this word take hold of your heart and life. Look what God says to you in Jeremiah twenty nine fourteen. I will be found by you, said the Lord. I will return you from captivity. I will guard you from all the nation and from all the places where they ha I have driven you, 
said the Lord. I will bring you back to the place where hence I have caused you to be carried captive. Oh, the Lord God Almighty. Don't want to see Nama his children in captivity. Oh, Lord, he is available for his children. Jeremiah said, pray unto the Lord for a pray for peace. And the Lord said, give this word to my people. I will be found by you. He is so merciful. He is so loving. He wants to be found by us. He wants us to come to him and humble ourselves to him. And he will be there for you and I. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 33, 44, men shall, shall buy field for money and, sign ever, and signs of evidence that, and seal them and take witness in the land of Benjamin and in the place where of Jerusalem and the city of Judah and in the city of the mountain and in the city of the valley and the city of the south. For I will cause their captivity to return, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because you came to set the captive free. You want to set your people free, Lord. You don't want your people to be captive, Lord, by their sinful way, Lord. You want them to be free for you, Lord. Help your people, Jesus, to be free, Lord. Help, help Lord, your people to be free, to be set free. Whom the Son set free, it is free indeed. Hallelujah. Jeremiah thirty-three, eleven. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of bride. The voice of them shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endure forever. And all who shall bring the sacrifice of praise unto the house of the Lord. For I will cause them to return the captive of the land, and the first, as at the first, said the Lord, when they were blessed, God said, as they were first. God wants you to be blessed. Israel was blessed when they walked under obedience. When they got themselves into disobedience, they began to lose everything God has given them. Stay away from disobedience. Jeremiah 42, 12. And I will kindle a fire in the house of the gods of Egypt. He shall, shall burn them and carry them away captive. He shall array himself with the land of Egypt, and the shepherd putteth under his garment. He shall go forward from hands in peace. Amen. Jeremiah 48, 47. Yea, will I bring back the captive of Moab in the latter day, said the Lord. Thus, thus far is the judgment of Moab. Jeremiah 49, 6. And afterward, I will bring back the captive of the children of Amen, says the Lord. Amen. He began to set the, the, the tribe free one by one, God is prophesying. Hallelujah. There were many children in Moab and in Amen. God says he was going to set them free. He came to set the captive free. Jeremiah 49, 39, But it shall come to pass in the latter day that I will bring back the captive of a lamb, said the Lord. There a lamb. The children living in a lamb. Now God said he was going to set them free. Jeremiah 50, 33, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel, and the children of Judah were oppressed together. And all that took them captive, held them fast, they refused to let them go. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Then God raised the prophet Ezekiel. And God began to reveal himself to his people, to the prophet Ezekiel. I rebuke any revelation against the teaching, against the, the chapter 1 of the book of Ezekiel. Some compare this to alien appearance to, to the prophet Ezekiel. That is a lie from the pit of hell. These are not alien. They are demons, first of all. And they did not appear to Ezekiel. It was, it was a revelation of God. 
to the prophet Ezekiel, for his people to have hope in the Lord, and know that the Lord has all power in heaven and on earth, and that he is in total control and protection of his people. Ezekiel, now it came to pass in the 30 years of the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, I was among the captive by the river Ashavar. Ezekiel was one of the captives, he said. The, the heavens were open, and I saw a vision of God. This was a vision of God. This is how God chose to reveal himself through, to his people, through the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet. He needed to see God and need to see God in this revelation so he can share with God's people. He can write it down. On the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of the king, Ahero king captivity. Praise the Lord. And the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest. He was a priest. The son of Oshin in the land of the Chaldean by the river Shavar. And the hand of the Lord that was there upon him. Because God wanted Ezekiel to see this mighty revelation to share with God's people. And I looked, and behold, the whirlwind came out of the north, and a great cloud, and a fire unfolding itself. And the brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, the color of amber. And out of the midst of the fire, also out of the midst thereof, came lightning of four living creatures. These was the appearance that they had like, the lightness of a man. Thank you, Jesus. This is a revelation of God to his people. And everyone has four phases. And everyone has four winds. And their feet were straight feet. And the soles of their feet were like the sole of a cow foot. Calf animal. A sheep, a calf. And they, they sparkle like the color of burnished brass. They sparkle. They shine. They have the, and the hand of a man under the wind. And on the fourth side, and all the four, four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They were, and everyone straight forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. This is very prophetic. This is a revelation. This is a prophetic revelation that God has given to his people. Hallelujah. For what God is about to do. There are four things, four creatures being revealed here to Ezekiel. And this is a revelation of God of what God is going to establish through his throne in the future. In the future of man. There will be animal. There will be calf. There will be, e there will be men, first of all. There will be calf. There will be eagle. This is my first thing. Established by the throne of God. Watch this. As for the lightness of their faces, all four had the faces of men. All four had the faces of men. God made all the creatures in Genesis for men, all the animals for men. The faces of a lion, there you go, there will be lion in the future. Isaiah prophesied this. And, the right, and all the four had the faces of an ox, there will be ox in the, on the left side. And the four also has the faces of an eagle, there you go. All four different faces. Why are four different faces? One of a man, they all look like men, but they're different faces. And that is God revealing himself to men. That his kingdom will be a vow establishing men on earth forever. On the earth forever. That's why there will be a new earth and a new Jerusalem. All this trouble was Jerusalem from the beginning. And all the trouble from the earth from the beginning 
that began, hallelujah, in Genesis, in the garden of Adam and Eve, will be end by the throne of God, by God himself. And God, through man and through this animal, will establish himself on the earth again. God is giving his people who were captive hope that the earth will be made new, that God will make a new earth, and that God will establish himself in the new Jerusalem for them to have hope on heaven, on God. Who is going to do this? That's what this revelation means. Praise the Lord and much more. Verse 11. Thus were their faces and the wind was stretched outward. Look. Why were their faces and the wind stretched outward? They were submitted completely to God who was upward. Brothers and sisters. Total submission. That everything God created was to serve him. The ox, the eagle, the cow, man. Everything God created was to serve him, the line, to serve him. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The, the two win. Everyone was joined to one another, and two covered their faces. Why would the wind join to one another? Because in all God's creation, God wants union. Pray for one another. Love to one another, Jesus said. Because that's what the throne of God is about. That is the formation of the throne of God. Being established in our life. Hallelujah. Let thy will be done on earth, Jesus said, as it is in heaven. It is a formation of God in us. The unity of the same, Paul says. For the unity of the same. That's the God being formed in our life when we're one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. That is the formation of God in our life. I thank you, Jesus, for this revelation. And they went on everyone straight forward. Whether the spirit was to go, listen to this. They only move. They only move when the Holy Spirit of God moved. That is the full leading of the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? He will lead you to all truth. Oh, there's so many people today not being led by the Spirit, but by their own desire of their own flesh. We need to be very careful. Lead us, Holy Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. They went every side straight forward, whether the spirit was moved to go. They went. They turned not when they went. They followed strictly the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's what this revelation is. That's what God wants us to do. And for the likeness of the living creature, their appearance was like burning coal, holiness, and fire, holiness. That's what that represents. That's what the throne of God represents, holiness, like the appearance of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That's why five other virgins had the land full of oil, full of the Holy Spirit, in other words. And it went up and down among the living creatures. And the fire was bright. And out of the fire went forth lightning. That is God manifesting himself through lightning in our life. When we are an obedient bride, a holy bride, a pure bride, brothers and sisters. And the living creature ran, and also God establishing himself in creation. The living creature ran and returned like the appearance of a flash of lightning. God's power is going to be in his creation when God makes the earth new again. There will be the power of God flowing to all his creation, the animal through man and the animal. We are going to move in the power of God. We're going to move millions of miles in second. In other words, verse 15. Now I beheld the living creature. Behold, a wheel was upon the earth, 
by each of the living creature with his four faces. In other words, the wheel was up on the earth of the first living creature. God is always in the move. God is in creation moving. Praise the Lord. God is ready to make everything new because he's moving. The appearance of the wheel of the work was like unto the color of Vareo. And all four had the same likeness of their appearance. The work was, and, and it were the wheel of the middle of the wheel. Obedient was on them. And obedient was the glory unto God, a veril, a precious stone. You become precious to God when you walk in obedience, like a precious stone. Verse 17. When they went, they went up in the fourth sign. And they turned now when they went. Why? Because they were being led by the Holy Spirit. So they, they could not turn. They had to stay on the path of the Spirit. And the way, which, which is Jesus Christ, the way, the true and the life. No one comes to the Father, said through him. Verse 18. As for the for their rims, they were so high that they were dreadful. The rims were full of eye around about four. Why was this way? Because God can see everything. And all the movement that is God himself causing things to happen. No, no one else but God himself. Verse 19. And when the living creature went... The wheel went beside them, and when the living creature were lifted off from the earth, the wheel were lifted off too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There you go, brothers and sisters. Everything moves according to the will of God. Everything moves. Everything happens according to the will of God. This is why we need to submit to the will of God, because it is God who is in control. It is God's will that is being done. Not our will, but thy will be done, says Jesus. Whithersoever the Spirit was to go, they went hither, was their Spirit to go, and the wheel was lifted up opposite to them. For the Spirit of the living creature was in the wheel. Thank you, Lord. It was God's power operating through them, being led through the, by the Holy Spirit. God at work. When those went, they went, and when the, they stood, they stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheel were lifted up opposite to them. For the spirit of the living creature was on them. It's God leading them. And the likeness of the firmament upon the head of the living creature was on the color of the turbo crystal, stretched forward over their head above. Because it is God who set crown upon his people. It is God who gives the glory. And the, and the, and under the firmament were the living straight. One toward the other, everyone had two which cover one on the side, and everyone had two which cover on the side of their body. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Covering, protection, clothing, in other words, the garment that God gave them. God is going to give us garment, too. Thank you, Lord. When That's one thing that was shown to me, one of the rapture revelation when I was taken to home. That angel redeemed her garment ready for us. God had garment ready for us, built in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the bride of Christ, I saw each and one of us receiving garments. It's very important. And when they went, I heard the voice of the wind like the noise of great water. And the voice of the Almighty, the voice of the speech of the noise of hosts. When they stood, they let down the wind. They gave glory to God. They worship Him. They laid down the wind. They humble themselves to God. There was a voice from the feminine, from the feminine, over their head when they stirred, that let down the wind. And above of the feminine was over the head that was like, 
liking of the of a throne with the appearance of, of sapphires and stone upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of men above upon it. This was the manifestation of God, brothers and sisters, of then. Then Ezekiel, on Ezekiel 39, 25, Therefore thus said the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captive of Jacob, and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God will be jealous because God gave his holy name to them through the prophet Moses. So, because God is in relationship with us, his name is holy. Don't use the name of Jesus as a curse. Some people, they meant to curse that about word. They use the name of Jesus. Don't do such a thing. Repent if you have used the name of Jesus in vain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because it's not the word of God. It is not of God for us to use his name in vain. Ephesians 4, 13, and I will finish with it. Therefore, he says, when he ascended unto a height, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now saying, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also descended first into the lower part of the earth, that he had descended in the same who also ascended up for above all the heaven, that he might fill all things. And he gave some to be apostle, some prophet, and some evangelist, and some pastor and teacher, for the preferring of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what God wants for you and I, to come to the fullness of Christ. But it can only happen through obedience, because Jesus was obedient unto death. Thank you, Jesus.
On April the 30th, 2007, just a little over three years ago, Israel Today ran this amazing headline story, Rabbi Reveals the Name of the Messiah. Rabbi Itzhak Kaduri was famously known for his memorization of the Bible, the Talmud, and other Jewish writings. He was a teacher and a revered master at Nahalat Yitzhak Yeshiva Seminary. He knew Jewish sages and celebrities of the last century and rabbis who lived in the Holy Land who kept the faith alive before the state of Israel was even born. Kaduri was not only highly esteemed because of his age of 108, but he was charismatic and wise. Chief rabbis looked up to him as a righteous man. Thousands visited him to ask for counsel or healing. His followers speak of many miracles, and his students say that he was a prophet of many disasters. A few months before Kaduri died at the age of 108, he surprised his followers when he told them that he had personally met the Messiah. The Messiah had appeared to him. He wrote the name of the Messiah in a note, he said. His official website had mentioned the Messiah note. David Kaduri, the rabbi's 80-year-old son, confirmed that in his last year, his father had talked and dreamed almost exclusively about the Messiah and his coming. My father has met the Messiah in a vision, he said, and he told us that he was coming very soon. Kaduri gave a message in his synagogue on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, teaching how to recognize the Messiah. He also mentioned that the Messiah would appear to Israel after Ariel Sharon passed. When Kaduri died, January the 28th, 2006, more than 200,000 people joined the funeral procession on the streets of Jerusalem to pay their respects as he was taken to his final resting place. Shortly before he died, this teacher of Israel wrote the name of the Messiah on a small note which he requested would remain sealed for one year. One year later, the note was opened in 2007. When the note was opened, it read as follows. Concerning the letter abbreviation of the Messiah's name, he will lift the people and prove that his word and law are valid. The Hebrew sentence with the hidden name of the Messiah reads like this. The acronym of that sentence, that is the letter abbreviation that Kaduri spoke of, or the first initials of each word, spell the Hebrew name of Jesus or Yehoshua, or Yeshua, the Hebrew root word of salvation. When the name of Yehoshua appeared in Kaduri's message, ultra-Orthodox Jews from his seminary in Jerusalem argued that their master must not have left the exact solution for decoding the Messiah's name. The revelation received scant coverage in the Israeli media. Only the Hebrew websites, News First Class, and Kaduri.net mentioned the Messiah's note, both of them insisting that it was authentic. Israel Today spoke to two of Kaduri's followers in Jerusalem who admitted that the note was authentic, but very confusing for his followers as well. We have no idea how the rabbi got to this name of the Messiah, one of them said. I know this. The answer of the identity of the Messiah as Jesus, given to Kaduri supposedly, is absolute truth. As such, I believe it had to have been revealed from Jesus himself appearing to Kaduri, much the same as Jesus appeared to the Jewish Pharisee, Paul, on the road to Damascus 2,000 years ago. It is amazing that the leading Jewish teacher of Israel until 2006 would, on his deathbed, proclaim in a message 
that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and is soon to return. That is astounding and almost unthinkable. It is also amazing that he was specifically told that Jesus would return shortly after Ariel Sharon's death. As of the making of this film, Ariel Sharon is still alive in a coma. Could it be that this modern-day Apostle Paul received from the Lord Jesus that his return is indeed very, very soon? Mark. 
So, wow. What, what two awesome messages. So again, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Lord's coming back. His message is clear. Uh, the battle has begun. I have one out there, a, a prophecy message from the Lord that says we're being moved to the front of the line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can take any more of the front of the line. But again, uh, if you're on the Lord's side, clearly you know he has the victory in the end. You may be persecuted, suffering now, but in the end, uh, you'll have eternal life with him. So I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord from now until September 23rd, 2015, Yom Kippur. Thank you, Brother Dan. And again, thank you out there. Join us again for some end-time prophecy messages. And remember, we have our backup channel, Fear of God 7. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. I hope you join us there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe we're going to have a wonderful program tonight. Uh, there's so much uh, for us to talk about tonight. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. There's been so much question uh, from people just writing back and forward to me, asking questions and things that we want to get into the Word. Hallelujah. Well, I want to share a dream that I had a few months ago, which I share with people uh, back then, but a lot of people were they are new. They never heard this. So this was the dream I had. The Lord took me into a place where I seen, hallelujah, the bride of Christ there. Everyone that believed in Christ that was saved was there. Hallelujah. And so um, as I looked at everyone there, I, I, I cannot tell you if this was in heaven First of all, I thought it was in the millennium, hallelujah, but I know it has to do with the millennium, hallelujah, and it has to do with heaven, but it's something the Lord wanted to show me, hallelujah, to, let, to help me understand his purpose according to his word, praise Jesus, hallelujah, and so, and so what I seen there was that the bride of Christ looked like priests, hallelujah, they looked like priests. Old Testament priest, hallelujah, and I could see everyone dressed with these long garments that the priest used to wear, praise Jesus, hallelujah, and so um, I, I, I saw that, and, and I immediately came to my mind is, we are priests for the Lord, and so we all had a task, we all had a duty, and I could see everyone doing the task, doing the duty for God, praise Jesus, hallelujah, but we were all priests for the Lord. We were all priests for God. Women and, and male, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah. First Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now, hallelujah, the people of God, who have now obtained mercy, but, hallelujah, but now have obtained mercy, but have not obtained mercy, but now we have. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So in another word, we, we were common people, but God had made us priests for him. Hallelujah. And that was men and women. Hallelujah. And I thought that was so amazing that we were priests for God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
and that God has this in, in his purpose, in his plan for the for his bride, that we've been chosen out of the, out of this world to serve God. We've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and he has made, made a priest for God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I knew that this has to do with us going to heaven. All this will be explained to us up there. And then when we go to the millennium, we also, hallelujah, will do our duty, our task for God. But now, is it in the Word of God? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, praise Jesus, hallelujah. In First Peter 2, 9, that, that's our calling. That's what we are in the Lord, in God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We are priests for the Lord. We are priests for God, says Peter. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So know who you are, and don't let no one bring you down or put you down. Hallelujah. I'll tell you that you are less than that, because you're not. You are what God says you are. God is not a liar. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So believe what God is telling you you are. Believe God. Trust God, because he will, hallelujah, bring it to pass. God will bring it to pass, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we have to trust the word of God. That is true, and it will come to pass. So we are priests. And so I believe it was my, my sister Amy emailed me regarding to this. Hallelujah. And I, I wanted to explain this tonight, that yes, we are priests for God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, now I want to go to Revelation 13. Hallelujah. Because Revelation 13, the Lord told me that it has to do a lot with 2013. Hallelujah. Revelation 13 has to do with 2013, the Lord revealed to me. And so we're seeing the event that are unfolding real quick. We're seeing the, the, this, um, the beast plan, the beast health care plan that has been approved by the Senate. And so things are moving real quick. Hallelujah. Things are coming to pass. I don't think in any Christian there should be any doubt now. Because a lot of Christians were saying to me, this 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 Obama plan, I'm sorry, Lord, for saying this, the beast name, is not going to be approved by the Senate. It's, it's no way it's going to be approved. They were telling us last week it's not going to happen, not going to happen. Well, now it's history. Now history has been approved. It has been signed. And it's going to come into, into, into being very soon. And so what I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, never disregard the word of God. Never disregard what God says to his prophet. We've been saying these things because the Lord has been revealing them to us. And again, since last year, you can go back on the Lord Tower archive, and you can look where I said back in November and December, hallelujah, praise Jesus, that 2013 has... a a lot to do with Revelation 13. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so a lot of people did not believe, and ah, blah, 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 and now it, it's, it's all happening. It's all happening. Now, Revelation 13, verse 1 says, then, and stood out of the sand of the sea. And so what I, what I want to show, before I go ahead and read, what I want to show tonight, that when you read from Revelation 13 to Revelation 21, God always enter being in every single event. You know, he, he had decreed the event in Revelation. All the events in Revelation are decreed by God. Right from the beginning, nothing on this earth has happened without decreeing it. Devil cannot do anything without God decreeing it. Understand that. 
that God is in control. And so when God decrees something, it must come to pass. Hallelujah. Don't take the word of God for granted. I'm telling you, yes, the rapture has not happened yet, but don't you think that it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen soon than what people think it will happen. Hallelujah. Now, when I asked this, I asked this uh, tonight, I asked the Lord about what my sister Amy was telling me about the priest, and the Lord reminded me when he gave me that revelation and confirmed to me that, yes, we are priests for the Lord, the Lord says to me. A clear yes. I was I was stunned. He just gave me a clear word in regard to that. Praise Jesus. He got me real excited. I'm, I'm getting so excited for this rapture. I'm getting so excited. It's so close. The events are moving real fast. The mark of the beast is coming. The Lord is not going to allow this RFID ship to be put on his people. Hallelujah. It's going to happen sooner than what we think. And the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to allow this to come on his people. He said this to me last year. I said to the Lord, Lord, are we the bride of Christ? Are we going to have this mark of the beast? He says to me, my people will not get this, this, this RFID ship. They will not get it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, uh, we've been hearing talk about this RFID ship for months, for years now. I believe over a year or two years now. And yes, we have prior uh, prophecy about it. Hallelujah. But it's all been happening right before I on television. People on CNN, on Fox News, and all these international channels, they've been talking about the RFID ship. You go online. You'll find all this pharmaceutical company just talking about this RFID ship. They want it, and they are pressuring the government to have this RFID ship on their patients. Doctors are doing this stuff. This stuff is moving. People have got to open your eyes. This stuff is happening. It's happening right before our eyes. If you don't believe this stuff, praise Jesus, hallelujah, it's happening. It's on the move. These, these, these uh, billionaire things, this, this is a money-making idea. And they're putting the, 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 the money with the mouth is. They're, they're putting money into this stuff. Billions of dollars being put into this. Walmart is putting billions of dollars into this. It's Sears and all these companies are putting billion, millions of dollars in the RFID ship. It's happening. Walmart have made, have made this standard for their product to have this um, RFID ship. Hallelujah. Praise you to identify their product. And they also want it on their employees. And then Walmart wanted on their, on their employees over two years ago. But legally, they, they could not ha have it on their employees. I'm telling you, Walmart wanted this on their employees over two years ago. This RFID ship. And, but, you know, legally, they could not have, have them put it on, on, hallelujah, on their employees. They got the machines, hallelujah, that, that electronically will be able to detect these RFID from employees. Sooner they can put it on these people. Hallelujah. And we know how Walmart has has lobbyists in Washington, and they've been pushing a lot of things for the government. And the government has been saying yes, yes, yes to Walmart. Hallelujah. Walmart is the biggest realtor in the United States. Hallelujah. And around the world. So don't, don't, don't you think they're not going to get this stuff approved for their employees? They want this for their employees yesterday. Not tomorrow. They want it yesterday. So this stuff is on the move. Hallelujah. Don't, why do you see the beast moving this stuff on with the Senate and all that? Because they know Walmart wants this right away. 
They won it yesterday. And so the government better move on this stuff. Hallelujah. This mark of the beast is coming. They have put enough money. They got all the ship they need to put on people. Hallelujah. So don't, don't, don't you think this stuff is not happening? It's, it's on the move. I looked at a video that shocked me. I don't know. Someone sent me a link for a video about how all these companies, a woman being the leader and all this, has been, has been pressuring the government to have this RFID hallelujah, a long time ago. Okay? And so they, they have a lot of money behind all this. So don't you think it's not going to happen? It's going to happen. Hallelujah. And so when I see all this stuff, uh, even before that, I asked the Lord if we're going to, if, if people can get this stuff, because uh, a lot of Christians are saying, oh, you can get this RFID ship. If, if this is not the mark to the beast. You, you know, it means nothing and all that. But the Lord has it. No, no, no. Not on his people. Not on his people. Hallelujah. And he's going to get us out of here soon. Because let me tell you, what in Matthew 24 says, hallelujah, that if the enemy can make the, the elect fall, he will try. Hallelujah. Even the elect can be deceived. And the devil is going to try to deceive the bride of Christ. And, and I'm telling you, if the Lord don't come in the rapture, before the mark of the beast, many will get it. Many that are Christian will get the mark of the beast. But the Lord knows this, and he's going to get his people out of here. He knows this stuff is coming. So he's going to get his people out of here. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. God, you know, God is not, God is not late on all this stuff. Hallelujah. The enemy cannot throw all this stuff out without asking permission from God. So don't you think God is not in control of all this? Yes, he is. He is in control. But all this stuff is being moved real quick. Real quick to see if the elect to be deceived. And so this is the time we've got to be in prayer, reading the word. We've got to be in the word, seeking God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is not late. God is coming for his people. Now, Revelation 13, we have identified two months ago, over a month, a little bit more, that there are two beasts on the earth right now. There are two beasts on the earth right now. Go with me to Revelation 13, verse 1. And I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and the horn ten crowns, and on the head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, he has, has feet, were like the feet of a bear, have mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave his power, his throne, his authority, and I saw on his head, and if it has been a mortally wounded, had a deadly wound that was healed. That's the first beat. The first beat is going to get wounded. And what the Lord took me out to show me that the first beat was shot with a rifle. And everyone in America thought that this first beat, hallelujah, was dead. I mean, was, was killed. That was the word. Everyone thought it was killed. And the Lord took me there, hallelujah, into that place. I'm not even going to say the name. And I was there with the wife. I was there with the uh, uh, um, with the security he has, and I saw him laying on, on a bed uh, uh, with a deadly wound, wounded, and I knew that it was a rifle that, that someone had shot the beast, that is now, hallelujah, and that there were beasts as John in the book of Revelation, and so I saw the beast wounded on a bed, dying, I saw his wife, hallelujah, and I saw all these men around the beast, and I, could, and I could see the face of the beast and recognize that it was this 
Beast and the white house. Now, very clear. He was there, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Presume practically dead because it was a deadly wound he had. Someone with a rifle, like they did where Kennedy, President Kennedy, shot him. Hallelujah. But the only thing that President Kennedy was not the beast, and he could not get out from being dead. But the beast, that's beast. A lot of people think it's easy. They think they're just going to kill this, this beast, and, and it's going to be over. And they're going to try. They're going to try. But they're going to find out, hallelujah, that the beast will get up from that bed. From that deadly wound, the beast will come back. And the Lord showed this to me, and I was stunned. I was very stunned. And another thing the Lord showed me, that when the beast got out of, got out of that, that deadly wound and it was healed, he got up and spoke internationally to other nations so other people can see him. And he said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I have returned. I'm fine. And I could see all the evil power of Satan in him and his smile and his evil. And the Lord showed me how he got up and, every, and everyone could see it. And, and the whole world was looking at this. It was like CNN, Fox, and all the channels from, from China, uh, Europe, and all, every, shine, every international channel was pointing to the beast. When the beast got up and went to speak on international television, and the beast says, look, I'm fine. I have healed myself. I have healed myself with my power. I have healed myself with my power to show the world that I have the power to heal. And everyone were, were, were clapping, and I could see everyone clapping hands and, and praising the beast. Everyone was joyful that finally they had someone there that could not be killed. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? They were finally happy they had someone in the White House that cannot be killed. That got up from a deadly wound. Hallelujah. And I saw that, and I'm like, what an abomination this is. This beast, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and, and uh, I, don't, I don't think we, the bride, are going to see this. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to see this. this. But we might. Who knows? Uh, uh, the plan of God, you know, the mind of God. Hallelujah. It says in the Bible, who, who knows the, the mind of God? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The only thing I know, very clear, 100% about this, from the Lord. We, the bride of Christ, are not going into the tribulation. Hallelujah. I believe this will happen during the tribulation, but we, the bride of Christ, we are not going into the tribulation. Don't even think about that. We're not going into the tribulation. We are going to be taken out of here before the tribulation. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation uh, 13, 11 said, Then I saw another beast coming out of, out of the, the earth. Now, the first beast came out of the sea. Okay. And so we know that this, this beast came out of uh, uh, Hawaii, and so it came out of the sea. Between America and Hawaii, there's only sea. So it came out of the sea into America, and now it's in power. This other beast comes out of the, out of the earth. Hallelujah. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And so what people do is they study the horn. Hallelujah. And they say horn mean, mean I believe it's, it's government or power or country. So there, there is a man being backed up by two countries, two horns, like a lamp and spoke like a dragon. So this beast that is talking about here, it, it, it pretends to be like a lamb, very, very humble, very humble, but, spe but speaks like a dragon. And so you, you got you to gotta take these points in the Bible. 
Hallelujah. You got to take these points in the Bible and, and, and write them down and then look, compare it to anyone who goes on international television and speak from the European country. Okay, that because the Lord has shown his prophet that the beast out of the European country, uh, some people are saying it's Prince William. I don't know. And so they're saying there uh, who this beast is. Hallelujah. So you got to look who is who is behind Prince William. Hallelujah. You got to look at those signs because the Bible is very clear. That he speaks like a dragon. Hallelujah. Does anyone know how a dragon speaks? Hallelujah. You, you got you to gotta search the speech of the, of the second beast. We already know who the first beast is. We already know. Now the key is who is the second beast? Is he speaking like a dragon? Hallelujah. He, he does exercise, that's a, that's a good one, uh, Revelation 12, exercise all the authority of the first beast on behalf. So it has to be someone who speaks on behalf of the first beast. Uh, in other words, who is behind the plan of the first beast. Hallelujah. And also, it has to be someone that thinks great of the first beast. Hallelujah. And so, those are things you want to keep in mind as you study the second beast. You know, take the point of Revelation 13. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord says to me that 2013 and Revelation 13 go hand to hand. Now, what did that mean? What did that mean? So, now, as you go on reading Revelation, we just read verse 12. Now, verse, uh, verse, uh, Revelation 13, 13. He formed great signs so that even he made fire come down from heaven on the earth and sign amen. So, all that is in the tribulation for sure. The beast cannot make sign now. He has to make it later. He has to have the power of Satan to operate. And he received those, deceived those who dwell on the earth by the sign which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Hallelujah. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the, of the beast, so all this is tribulation. Should both speak, I cause many as would not worship the, be the image of the beast to be killed. He caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one may be by or sell except the, uh, one who, who has the mark, uh, the mark or, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, here's where God intervened. Here's what God gives us a revelation. Revelation 18. He is the wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beasts. For it's a number of men. His number is 666. God has to intervene here. You see, because when you start reading Revelation 13, hallelujah, God, the Lord has started revealing all these things through John. John is sharing the revelation of the Lord. Now, the Lord is pointing to his people and is saying to us in verse 18, He is the wisdom. Let him who, ha who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of men and the number is 666. Six, 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 six. Hallelujah. And so that is the challenge of God's people. Hallelujah. We have to be able to identify the beast with this number. We have already. We have, hallelujah. And so, praise Jesus, hallelujah. We have to have that understanding of the bride of Christ. 
We have to understand what's going on there. Praise Jesus. Now I'm going to go to Revelation 17. I'm sorry, 14 is the next number. Because I believe all this is going to follow year by year. I believe uh, uh, 2014, we're seeing in 2013, the market of BNM fall, the RFID ship. It's happening now in 2013. Now, what's going to happen in 2014? Let's go there now. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because we have, we have to put it this way, and we have to compare it. Hallelujah. And see if it makes sense. I'm telling you, in every chapter, I'm going to go straight to chapter 21 of Revelation. I'm going to share with you where God intervened in each chapter. Because God has to intervene. Although God has given John the revelation, there has to be a part where God, praise Jesus, hallelujah, intervene with humanity. Or the humanity will destroy itself. He's not going to let Satan loose down here and do whatever he feels like it. The Lord has to be in control, always. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so we're going to look at these things in Revelation, hallelujah, from 13 to 21. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That God is in control and not the enemy, like a lot of people, how the enemy, I'm sorry, is trying to make this scene. It makes a lot of people nervous. They think, oh, the devil's going to be in control. Listen, God is in his throne. He controls everything from his throne. Don't think that the devil's going to just do whatever he feels like it. And we're going to let the word of God speak for itself. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, one thing we were talking about, hallelujah, the Lamb, uh, the 144,000 talked about in Revelation 14. Then I look and behold, a Lamb standing among science. You see how Revelation 14 starts? Jesus is standing among science. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. With him, 144,000 having. Uh, his father's name written on the forehead. Now, what is the father's name? Come on. I want you to please um, uh, join with me in this Bible study. Please join with me. It is easier when we all come together. What is the father's name? What are the fourth letter that makes the father's name? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone in the chat room, please. What are the first letter that makes the father's name? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Jawed. Jawed is the pronunciation of God's name. There are four letters. There you go. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The pronunciation of those four letters is Jawed. Which a lot of people confuse and say it's Jawed. There are four letters that put together in God's name. These four letters that you see, the Y, the H, and the W, and the H, are the four letters that these 144,000, they are going to be sealed with. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The Father, it says, his Father's name written on the forehead, and I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many water, like the voice of a lot of thunder, before the living creature, and the other, hallelujah. Now, that voice, it is the Lamb speaking, the Lamb of God speaking, Jesus Christ speaking. That he, this is how his voice sounds. If you never heard it, I heard it. This is how it sounds. And I heard the voice from heaven like the voice of many water. That's how the voice of Jesus sounds. And like the voice of loud thunder. Hallelujah. Now, loud thunder can be the Father, but Jesus can also speak this way. And I heard the sound of the harpist playing in the arch that sang, and it was the new song before the throne. Hallelujah. Before the living creature and the other, and one could 
learn the son of Sack, the 144,000 who were the redeemed from, from the earth. These are the one who were not defiled with women, for they are virgin. And again, the, virg, the, the, the word virgin is holy, pure. These are the one who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among, from among men, being the first fruit to God and to the Lamb. Now, one, someone points out that it says these are the first fruit. Hallelujah. Of the Lamb, the first fruit, the one he had chosen first. And so a lot of people, when it says the first fruit, they, they say that's the bride of Christ. It comes out of the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. It comes out of the bride of Christ, the 144,000 that are spread around the earth. So they say God takes them out of, out of the people that follow Jesus. Because it tells you right here that... that um, these are the ones who follow the Lamb, who follow Jesus, wherever he goes. So what are, we, what are we being called to follow Jesus? These were redeemed from the, among the men, being the first fruit to God, to the Lamb, and that their mouth was found nor deceived, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, the only things that can make man without any fault before God, let me tell you what it is, the blood of Jesus. And so, these has to be men and women who are in total repent before Jesus now, who are living a holy life without Jesus. They know Jesus has called them to be holy, to be pure, to be righteous. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, <clears throat> and to serve God. These are these people. Now, I know I'm not one of them, hallelujah, because I'm going to go home in the righteous. The Lord has chosen to me. I don't know how many of you listening to me are one of the 144,000s. You may know I met someone whom this person said that God told this uh, woman that she was one of the 144,000s. Now, I cannot say to her, you are a liar, because she heard God, God told her this, and God confirmed it to her. And she said she will be preserved for those days. I mean, you know, I don't know if I, if I, you know, God has to choose you to be one of the 144,000, but I don't know if, I don't want to stay in the tribulation, so I'm glad that I'm not one of them anyway. Praise Jesus. But if God is going to keep people in the, in the tribulation that are part of the 144,000, have no fear, because God will protect you. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm giving you my own opinion that I don't want to stay in the tribulation. Me personally, I don't want to stay. But if God has chosen you to be one of the 144,000, and God has told you you are one of them, believe God, trust God, He's going to keep you, He's in control, and the devil will be able to do nothing to you. Because God is going to protect you. Know that and understand that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But I said here also, that's another thing I keep in mind, that I don't know if some people have seen this, okay? Because when I said that, the one who, who will not defy, and then he says, hallelujah, that they will follow the Lamb wherever he goes, these words redeemed from among the men, being fruitful. Now, the King James Version that I have now says, they are redeemed. Now, when you look at the word redeemed, I want to put this in people's mind, and they can... Uh, uh, I'm going to look up the King James real quick. Revelation 14. I'm going to look up the earlier version of the King James and see if it's 
mention redeem in the old King James. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because this is how we know that, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Redeem, Revelation 14.4. 4. Let me say it's Revelation 14.4. 4. Uh, these are redeemed from the amount of men. Now, you see, uh, the King James says in verse 4, you can look it up with me. You can follow with me on this. I'm at the King James, Revelation 14.4. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That they are redeemed. They are redeemed. Now, my understanding when it says redeem is someone who already died. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Someone can maybe prove that I'm wrong. Correct me. I receive correction. Hallelujah. Praise God. I make mistake all the time. I'm only human. Hallelujah. But I'm also a, a son of God too. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so what I want to say is that uh, it says redeem from a month. From a month, that this is the King James. These are redeemed from among the men being the first fruit of God to the Lamb. What is that telling me? What is that telling me? That is telling me that these men have already died. Now, again, again, uh, praise Jesus, first fruit. Uh, I understand the people that die and are now resting with God. I believe those are the first fruit, according to Thessalonians 4. First Thessalonians 4 and on. And so, again, you know, praise Jesus. I could be wrong about this. Email me. You look it up. Study this stuff. But my understanding is that these 144,000 there, hallelujah, showing me that they're already dead because they're following Jesus. Unless it means he's following them in the flesh, but it says he's following Jesus. And so if they're in the spirit following Jesus, they can go wherever he is. They, it doesn't say they are followers of Jesus. It says they are following Jesus which is very different. We are followers of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we believe in him, we trust him, we believe his word, and we're following him through in the spirit. Hallelujah. But when it's the word redeemed there, it, it tells me that they died already. They're already dead. And so, see, another point I'm making there. This is going to be a lot of people thinking, that, wow, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Well, there it is. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And so this is why the, the, the topics of the 144,000, uh, it, it just, um, verse, verse 5, And their mouth was found no, no guilt, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Hallelujah. And we are also before the throne of God in his presence. So praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I know, uh, and so again, front of the throne of God tells me that they are in heaven. Again. Uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, study this, please, you got a Bible, study this topic, but I'm telling you what the Bible says, telling me the 140,000 are already dead, the Bible is telling me this, they're already in front of the throne of God, what does that tell you, I can mis I could be misunderstanding that, but you tell me now, praise Jesus, hallelujah, verse 6, and I saw another angel flying the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and unto every nation, kindred, and tongue, and people. Hallelujah. Saying, with a loud voice, fear God, give glory to him, for, uh, for hour of his judgment has come. Worship him that have made heaven and earth, the sea and the, and the fountain and the water. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, 
Uh, and so there, there you go. That you know, God intervenes there. The Lord is there. Jesus show up in Revelation 14. He's there, uh, uh, in control of everything. So where's the devil in control of nothing? He's only allowed to do things. He's only be given power to do things. That's it. Jesus is in control. Now let's go to Revelation 15. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Revelation 15. I saw another angel in heaven. Great and marvelous, seven angel having seven last play, and for and this is filled up with the wrath of God. And so now this this, this John is in heaven and seeing this stuff going on in heaven. God is in control here. Revelation 15 verse one, Hallelujah. And now when you read down, and I saw so where uh, where the sea of glass mingled with the fire, and then had gotten the victory over the beast. And over the image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, and stand on the sea glass, having the ark of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I want to read it in the, in the new King James. It's a lot easier. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, um, and so they using the son of Moses, servant of God, the son of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous of your work, Lord, you God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who should not fear you, O Lord? Glorify your name, for you alone are holy. For all the nations to come and worship before you, for your judgment has been manifested. Hallelujah. God is in control. Revelation 15. No more clear than that. Revelation 16 now. Let's continue. If you have fear of what's coming, I'm going to show you through the word of God that God is in control, that you need not to have no fear. None. Hallelujah. You need to have no fear of the future. God is in control. Revelation 16 now. We're going to go straight to Revelation 21. Who is in control? I don't know who has taught you the word of God. I don't know who taught you the Bible. But whoever, whoever you sat there for years to listen to, and you never took the time to read the Bible, I'm going to show you that God is in control of our future. We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because our God reigns in his throne. Praise Jesus. Revelation 16 now. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the bowl and the wrap and go to the earth. Now, a voice comes out of the temple. God is speaking here, telling the angel what to do. Who is, made, who, who is giving the order here? God. Because who's in control? God, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, he's given the orders now. He's given the order. He always been given the order. He's still given the order. And he always be given the order because he's in control. <laughs> I love this. I love the word of God, hallelujah. It is so clear. All misunderstanding fly with the winds. It just goes away. All fear goes away right away with the word of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so he says to the angel, verse 4, Hallelujah. And then the third angel put out the bowl in the river and spring water that became black. And I heard an angel in the water saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and the one who was and the one who is to be. Praise Jesus. He's in control. Hallelujah. He is the one who is, the one who was and the one who is to be. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He's in control of our future. The angel continued, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of the saint and the prophet. 
and you have given them blood to drink. For there is the just do. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 7. And I heard another angel from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgment. Praising God. They're just praising God. Praising. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He's in control. Revelation, I'm in Revelation 16 and Jesus is still in control. I'm going to go to Revelation 6, 17 now. If you were nervous of your future, I'm telling you, there is not a single thing that you need to be nervous about. You don't need to be worried about unless you're not repenting your sin, unless you're not seeking God with all your heart. Praise, then you can be nervous. But if you are repenting, if you are seeking the Lord, if you're serving God, you don't need to worry about anything. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm in Revelation 17. And I'm going to show you in Revelation 17 who's in control. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good, my brothers and sisters. God is so wonderful. His word, hallelujah, endureth forever. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Revelation uh, 17, 14. These will make word... With, with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For the Lord of Lord is King and King, and those who are with Him are called chosen and faithful. Who is King and King in Revelation 17? Jesus Christ. He is still in control. He is still in control in Revelation 17. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Our God reign. Our Yeshua reign. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Revelation 18 now. Go with me with Revelation 18. Verse 18. And after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his, with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon, the great Babylon, is fallen. This angel comes out of the throne of God, comes out of heaven. Hallelujah. The one in heaven is in control. Hallelujah. Verse 4 now. Revelation 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from the heavens saying, Come out of her, my people, lest, she, lest you share in her sin, lest you receive her plague, for her sin have reached toward heaven, and God has remembered her iniquity. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Come out of her, my people, who is speaking, who is in control, God. I love, I love the Bible, hallelujah. I love Jesus. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because the Lord is still in control in Revelation 18. Revelation 19. I love it. I'm loving it. I am loving it because Jesus is still in control in Revelation 19. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. He is so good. Let's, let's see what Revelation 19 says that will prove to you and I that Jesus is still in control in Revelation 19. I thank you, Jesus. Revelation 19, verse 19 says, After these things I heard a loud voice, and a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power belong to the Lord. There's worship going on there. There's worship still going on the end of the world. World War II, World War Three is under happening, and I hear worship here. Hallelujah! For true as righteous are his judgment, because he had judged the great harlot, 
who had cracked the earth with her fornication, he avenged on her the blood of his servant, Shevai her against, they say, hallelujah, hallelujah, her smoke raised up forever and ever, and the 24 elder, hallelujah, and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God and sat on the throne, that sat on, sat on the throne, Jesus is still, God is still, and Revelation 19 is still sitting on the throne. Oh boy, without a single crash, Jesus is still ruling. Hallelujah. War three is going on out there. World War three. Jesus is still ruling. Jesus is still in control. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Saying hallelujah, they say hallelujah. From the throne, pray, praise God, all you servants, those who fear him, both small and great. These are the reasons that we need to worship Jesus, worship God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation 11. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm sorry, 1911. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. While World War III is happening, Revelation 19.11 says, Now I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse. Who's coming down? Who's coming down in a white horse, hallelujah. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true and righteousness. He judged, hallelujah, he judged and made word. Oh, who's coming to fight now? The one on the throne. He gets on a white horse. Hallelujah. And he's coming down to fight. He's coming down to make word. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 12. World War III is going on down here. Nuclear weapons are going off. Jesus is coming on a white horse to put an end to this game. Hallelujah. He's coming down to put an end to this. He's going to come and make word with his people down here. His eyes were like flame of fire. Oh, boy. And he's coming with power. He's coming in a white horse with power now. And his head, hallelujah, with many crowns he had. A name reading, hallelujah, that no one knew a second self. Praise Jesus. He was clothed with a robe deep in the blood. And his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God is coming in Revelation 19. Praise Jesus to put an end to World War III. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And the army and having clothed and fight linen, and, hallelujah, white and clean. He comes from heaven in Revelation 19 to put an end to World War III. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He's come to fight, and he's not coming alone. He is coming with an army from heaven. I praise you, Jesus, hallelujah. He's not coming alone. Hallelujah. He is coming with an army, hallelujah, in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Follow him with white horses. My brothers and sisters, all kinds of wild horses are coming from heaven. Hallelujah. And that mighty, mighty, mighty army is coming with God, with Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it, that with it he should strike the nation. Woe to the nation. Woe to the nation. Jesus is coming with a sword to strike you. Woe to the nation. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, that makes, this makes me so happy. That makes me so happy, hallelujah, because he said it through Isaiah. He's going to come, hallelujah, to make word on the earth. God is coming. Jesus is coming, hallelujah, to strike the nation. And he himself will rule, hallelujah, then with a rod and item, hallelujah. He himself will, will tread the wine spread of the fearness of the wrath of God Almighty. And he has his rope and his... And his type reading, hallelujah, a name, king of king 
and Lord of Lord. Watch out. Watch out. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, who is going to win in World War III? You're probably asking yourself that question. Hallelujah. You're probably asking yourself that question. Who is going to win World War III? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, the army of the earth, they don't have this information that you and I have. They don't have it. First of all, they don't believe the Bible. They don't read the Bible. So they don't have the information that you and I have. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We have such a great information that we know who's going to win World War III. Praise Jesus. Revelation 19.17. Then I saw an angel standing on the sun. He cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come. Gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of the king, the flesh of the cow, and the flesh of the mighty man, the flesh of the horse, and all who sat on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, bow and small. Oh, boy, there's going to be a lot of killing. That source that Jesus is coming with, it's going to be bloody. There's going to be bloodshed up there. Hallelujah. The nation, there's going to be a lot of blood on the nation. Verse 19. Now, sell the peace. And the king of the earth and the army guarded together to make word against him. Excuse me? They're coming to make word against Jesus? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I saw the beast and the king of the earth, the army gathered together to make word against him who sat on the horse against his army. Then the beast was captured. Come here, you. Hallelujah. Come here, you. Hallelujah. The beast was captured, and with him the fourth prophet. Come here, you too. Praise Jesus. Who works sign in his, in his presence, we shall deceive those who receive the mark of the beast. He's going to pay for that. He's going to pay for that. Who worships his image, those, those two were cast alive into the lake of fire. Come here, you too. Here's where you two going now. Boom. Hallelujah. And the rest was killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with the flash. Oh, I know who's going to win World War III. I'm going with Jesus on this. I'm standing with Jesus on this. Hallelujah. He is the winner. Hallelujah. I know it. I got a feeling in me he's going to win. I know. I know he's going to win. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Trust him. See, you don't need to be nervous about anything. Because the one who says on the throne is in control. And he's giving it a sure victory. He's telling you and I, the end. All the earth, all, all these countries with nuclear weapons, they're coming against Christ. Our Christ, our God. Hallelujah. But our God is victorious. He is king of king. Lord, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We already know who's going to win. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation 20, who is still alive, who still doesn't have a crash on him? In Revelation 20, after World War III, it's, it's, it happens. It's gone in history now. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, let's see who, who doesn't have a mark in Revelation 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key at the bottom of his pit, and a great chain in his hand. He lay hold of the dragon. You see, the dragon is sending the beast. 
and the four prophets and all his demons to come against Christ, he knows they're not going to win. He knows this. Okay? Oh, but he's still on his throne alive. He thinks he's, everything is going well for him. And then an angel is sent down from heaven with a great chain in his hand. He lay hold of the dragon. Come here, you too. Hallelujah. And the serpent and all who is the devil and Satan brought him to a thousand years. He cast him into the into the bottomless pit, shot him up, set a seal on him, so that he should not deceive the nation no more until the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a while. There you go. There you go, hallelujah. They quiet him up. They shut him up. Verse 4 now. The dragon is shut up, hallelujah. They, they quiet him. He was so noisy. He's, he's so noisy, hallelujah. But the, the, that angel is going to come. God is going to send that angel to quiet him up. Put him in the pattern pay, hallelujah. Verse 4, hallelujah. I saw another throne, hallelujah, that said on them, the judgment was co committed to them. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something now. Revelation 24, I want to I wanna put this verse on, on, on the chat room. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to slow down my white horse here for a minute. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on the praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. Revelation 20, verse 4. Because I, I, I had a revelation from heaven, which I, I seen, I seen that, that, that there was a throne. Okay? I could not see the one sitting on the throne this time. But I could see that was, there, there was judgment was committed to them. There was like a judgment going on. Hallelujah. And I see a lot of people here from the Lord's Tower in that, in that throne there, in that judgment, sitting in that, and there was a judgment going on. That's coming. That's coming. We're the bride of Christ. We're going to see that. Then I saw the soul of those who have been beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, who have not worshipped the beast in his image, and have not received his mark on the forehead or on their hand, and they live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Now... The people, hallelujah, that, that, that were able to make it to the tribulation, through the seven-year tribulation, now they start the 1,000-year reign of Christ with us. The bride of Christ, some of us that go up to heaven, we're coming down to the millennium for 1,000 years, and we're going to reign with Christ for 1,000 years. My brothers and, sis and sisters, our future looks bright. Our future looks great. We should be shouting, jumping up and down, because our future looks beautiful. There is glory going on in our future. There is joy in our future. Hallelujah. I don't know, I don't know if you want to miss this. I don't want to miss my future for nothing in this world, for nothing that is going on now. And some please, a lot of people are getting caught up with the things that are going on now, okay, and they're, 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 they're backsliding. Hallelujah. They, they are putting their future in dangerous. Don't do that, my brothers and sisters. Don't put your future in dangerous to yourself. Hallelujah. Because when we sin, we make the decision to sin. Don't make that decision. Make the decision not to sin. Make the decision not to want to sin. But make the decision to be holy. Make the decision to, to hallelujah, to seek God. To, hallelujah, to be obedient, to keep his word. Hallelujah, let me tell you, our future looks bright. The bride of Christ has a bright future. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I tell you, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, don't let anything, hallelujah, come and kind of make your, your future foggy or anything, hallelujah, get you in trouble. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen to this. I will be back after this. Hi, guys. I wanted to share a vision with you. I was in prayer with the Lord Jesus, and he asked me what I would want for myself in this world. And I thought, I hope this isn't a trick question. I mean, the worldly things are things we are not to desire, right? So the first thing I said was a place with him, a place where I can dwell with him, where I can worship him, um, and just be free and open with him. And then I said shelter from the storm and provision. And he said, what else? And I said, well, maybe... uh, like a little stream, a river, water, where you, I can wash and drink and have that available to me. And he said, what else? And I said, I don't know, nature around me. I, I love his creation. I love nature. You know, I said, the sun shining and birds singing. And he said, okay, what else? And I thought, and I said, well, your truth. I want your truth. I want I want to know you better. I want to be able to show others your truth, your power, the power to teach people, the power to heal people by your name. Okay, Anna, what else? Okay, by that time, I I can't really think of anything else. You know, those are the essentials for me. And I said, I don't, an army of angels protecting me, or, you know, a safety, I guess. And finally he said, this is what I want for you also. And... Then it struck me that that's all he's ever wanted for his people. The the simple things of life, the simple things of his creation, a dwelling place with him, his truth, his power, his peace, and his love. That's all he's ever wanted from the beginning. Unfortunately, sin crept in and corrupted everything. All he's ever wanted for us is heaven on earth. And that's what we're on the edge of. So, have hope. Thanks for watching. Okay, please watch this one third of the videos I upload today. Um, Believe it or not, all of these visions that the Lord has been showing me and all these verses He's been bringing me to are related to the Ark of the Covenant, which has been something 
I've never really known much about, but this is the understanding the Lord has given me. Hebrews 9.4 tells us what's inside the ark, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. Okay. The first thing is a golden pot that had manna. Manna was placed in the Ark of the Covenant. Um, as he's been telling us, he's refining us like gold. He's burning out the dross. We're going to be a purified gold, a vessel of gold. That's the pot of gold. The manna that's inside of it it's what the Lord is changing us into. We know that we aspire to be the likeness of God. We are going to be the image of God. Okay, that's what we want to be. That's our sanctification process. And we attain that by eating the bread from heaven. The manna is the dust of the firmament that the Lord showed me in a vision. Um, and that is, he said it's him, it's the essence of life, it's the life source, it's the energy of life. Bread. Bread in human terms. What we eat becomes our energy. Bread from heaven is the Lord, is manna. We are filling our golden vessels with manna from heaven, bread from heaven. That's one ingredient in the ark. The next that I'm going to talk about are the tables of the covenant. It's the, um, the Ten Commandments that Moses had written on the tablets. Okay, that is the law. In the Old Testament days, you attained closeness with the Lord by following His law. Today, that law is written upon our heart, and that is how we get close to the Lord today. So as we become obedient to the law, we become it. We become His very we, we become the law. The heart, our heart has the law written upon it. And if you go against that law, your spirit is there to tell you you've gone against it. Okay, so that's how it works in the New Testament days. Your spirit is going to teach you the law of the Lord. If you go against that law, you're going to know it. Okay, it, I, I'm not talking doctrinal when you start to become the law, the doctrinal matters don't they they don't count anymore. They don't count. You become the law. It's written upon your heart. In obedience to the Lord, you actually become his law. You will no longer go astray because your Holy Spirit is always drawing you back into the law of the Lord. 
So that's another aspect of it. But we are becoming that by obedience to Him, to His spoken word. We're becoming the law. Okay, and we're becoming the Lord by eating His bread daily, eating His flesh, eating the manna from heaven daily. The last piece of the puzzle is Aaron's staff. Okay. Go back and reread that story of the staff blooming. It's in Numbers 16 and Numbers 17. Um, okay, this is where like the prophets of Baal and the bad shepherds and the foolish versions come in to the story. Moses was appointing Aaron and the tribe of Levi to priesthood. And there came up 250 princes of the Israelites, the elders of the Israelites. And they said to Moses, they confronted Moses and said, You are exalting yourself and your brother in the tribe of the Levites. Well, we are just as good, and we are priests of the Lord also, and we love the Lord, and we are godly men, is basically what they were saying to Moses. The Lord, however, did not agree with those men, and he showed it in no uncertain terms that I am sorry, you 250 elders, I have chosen Aaron and the Levites to be my priests. They are the chosen of the Lord. Okay. Number 16.5 And he spake unto Korah, that was one of the leaders of these 250 elders, and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy and will cause him to come near unto him even him whom he has chosen will he cause to come near unto him this is the calling of the priest it's also found in Ezekiel 44 it's the chosen and the Lord showed that in in many ways, he opened the earth and swallowed up the 250 elders, and then they came against Moses again and said, you are not the priests. And then the Lord sent a plague among them and killed 14,000 more. And finally, he made the rod of Aaron bud, and almonds grew from it to show in no uncertain terms that these are the chosen ones of the Lord. The ones who are chosen, elected to priesthood. The rod also represents resurrected life. The rod was dead. It had been cut from the tree, and yet it sprouted fruit. Okay, so it's from death unto life. It is a picture of the resurrection also. But more importantly, it is, the, it is God choosing his elect, those who are chosen for priesthood.
And those are the ones, the 144,000 who stand upon Mount Zion with the Lord. Chosen by God. And nobody's going to argue with God when he chooses his elect. So we have these three ingredients inside the ark. We have a golden purified vessel that is filled with the bread from heaven. We have the law, which we have become by obedience to the Lord. And we have the resurrection staff of the chosen elect, the resurrection of the just. Those three ingredients placed inside the ark cause lightning to proceed from it and strike people dead with its power. The lightning shoots forth from the ark and it struck people dead. I mean, people were, feared this thing. The ark is a very mysterious object. It, if you read about it, I don't know if I wrote any specifics, but it, it's almost bearing itself. It, it almost it went before the people of Israel. They followed it. It had something special about it. There's no doubt about it. And that is the lightning of the Lord, the absolute power of the Lord. Uh, God is the Father of lights. It's his lightning, his power, his very being that proceeded out of that ark when all the right ingredients were in it. And that is the same thing that I saw upon Mount Zion because those elect have all three ingredients the manna in the golden vessel the staff of Aaron chosen for priesthood and the law and obedience of the Lord written upon their hearts and then they wield the absolute power of the Lord, the lightning of the Lord. That's the last ingredient, okay? As we move towards sanctification and perfection, toward the image of our Lord Jesus Christ, the last thing that comes from heaven is the actual power to perform miracles, miraculous lightning-like power of the Lord God in heaven. And only those elect have the three ingredients that when that ark opens in heaven in Revelation, that lightning and thunder is going to pour forth. And those elect are going to wield it by obedience to the Lord. So that's what the Ark of the Covenant is all about. It's the elect and what they need in, in order for that final bit, that final consummation with the Lord that's going to bring us absolute lightning, just like the Ark had. Thanks for watching.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want to read Revelation um, 20. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. In verse 4, when it talks about the, the thousand year, the thousand year reign, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions regarding the, the millennium. And so <clears throat> I want to read something there that not all the, the dead people, okay, are coming are going into the millennium. Not everyone who is going um who who was going to heaven is coming down to the millennium. Excuse me, we have said that very clearly. Now when you read Revelation twenty says in verse four, and I saw throne and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Okay? I saw I saw the bride of Christ in the, in this judgment in heaven. That's one thing the Lord has shown me. I believe he has shown this to a lot of people. Then I saw the soul of those who have been beheaded for the witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who have not worshipped the beast or nor his image and have not received the mark on their forehead or on their hand. And they live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. That is a thought right there. So we, so we know that the people from the from from the uh, from the tribulation, that are not getting the mark of the beast, they are going to be beheaded for Jesus. They are going to die for the Lord. They are going to the millennium for sure, according to Revelation 20. There, for sure, they are going into the millennium. Hallelujah! Without a doubt. Verse five. Now see that not all the not all the dead in Christ are coming forward uh, um, to the millennium. There will be a first resurrection where a lot of the dead in Christ, okay, are coming back after the millennium. I'm going to read it to you. Revelation 25. But, but, look what John says, but. Okay, hold on right there. But the rest of the dead did not live again until, until the thousand year were finished. The rest of the people are going to be reserving heaven at the, at the end of the millennium, of the 1,000 years. Now, what is this called? This is the first resurrection, said John. It's called the first resurrection. These people that are not coming down to the millennium, that are waiting until the 1,000 years, it's over. When they come back, it's called the first resurrection. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Hallelujah. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they are part of the first resurrection. Hallelujah. The second death has no power over them. They will be preserved for after the thousand years. There you go. So you have... You have a, a large millions of people, which the Lord showed me and I see, coming down for the millennium. People in the valleys, people in the first level heaven, and many people from the from the throne of God. I, I, the throne of Jesus is the first level. I call it the first the, uh, uh, the first level, but it's the throne of Jesus, which is called in the Bible, and 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 the throne of God is called the, uh, where the third level is. And so there will be people from the throne of God, and there will be people from 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 the from uh, uh, from the praise Jesus from the first level, which is much easier for me to call it, praise Jesus, Hallelujah. And so we will all come down to the millennium, but not everyone going up in the rapture and the people that are dead already. Not everyone is coming to the millennium. There will be a lot of people, a lot of redeems coming down, 
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when we go up in the rapture, what did Paul said to the to the uh, Corinthians, we will be transformed in the blink of an eye. What is that means? That is like dying. Just so I can explain it a little. It's like dying. Why is it like dying? Because we are getting out of this. We are, this body is not going to be anymore. We're getting a new body. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We're getting a glorified body. A heavenly body. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so this body is no more. We're getting a better body. A new body. A 20-year-old body. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what is going to happen to the bride of Christ. Now, when we come down in that new body, hallelujah, that body can live on earth like we're living now. It can eat. We saw when Jesus got resurrected, he could eat and do the same thing that the, that the disciple could do. But he said, don't touch me because I have not been glorified yet. So when you get the glorified body, then you can be touched. You can be like, uh, um, you can be like new again. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so that's one thing to keep in mind. It's in the word of God. We're getting a new body. And it's like dying. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It's an instant transformation, the Bible calls it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's new. Because it's not, it's not this old one. It's a new body. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible talks about heavenly body, spiritual body, or, or earthly body. What we have now is an earthly body. We're getting a heavenly body. Something to keep in mind. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so Christ is still reigning. Hallelujah. He's still reigning. In, in Revelation 20, I'm going to read Revelation 20:11. Then I saw a great white throne, and he who stood on it, see, he's still reigning. Christ is still reigning in Revelation 20:11. From those, uh, those face on the earth and heaven fled away. Hallelujah. The face of the earth and heaven, they fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw death, small and great, standing before God. Book were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the death were judged according to the works by the things which were written on the book. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and the dead in Haiti delivered the dead who were in them, and they were they were judged, each according to his work. And in another way, according to what they did, then the death in Haiti were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone who not found reading in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. So, what is the goal of a Christian? What is the goal of us? To be in the book of life. Hallelujah. We need to be in that book of life, my brothers and sisters. Our name needs to be there. You can pray to the Lord. You can ask Him to reveal it to you if your name is there. If you receive Christ as your personal Savior, you're serving Him. You have given your life to the Lord. Your name is in there in the book of life. And that is very important, my brothers and sisters. Very, very important that our name is there. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so Christ, after World War III, is still reigning on the earth. He's still in control on the earth. He has no scratch on him or nothing. He's still reigning. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation 21 now. Let's see if it's true. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Now after the thousand years, after the thousand years, it's over. Let's see who's still reigning. This is after a thousand years after the, after the seven-year tribulation. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, Revelation 21.1. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. Also there was no more seed. <laughs> I love this part. No more seed, my brothers and sisters. No more seed. 
Hallelujah. No more sea. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out out of heaven from God, prepare as a bride adorned for the husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. I love this part. Let it, let, leave it behind, my brothers and sisters. They're going to pass away. Forget about it. Forget about your past. Think about your future with God. This is your future here. Revelation 21 is your future. You want to talk about your future? Join the Lord, join the Lord Tower. We talk about our future here all the time. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Here's what we talk about the future. We, we are focusing on our future. Yes, we're, our presence is not that, that uh, exciting a lot of time. We go through so many thoughts now, so many things now that it makes us sad, makes us cry. We go through pain and sorrow now. We're not too happy about our future, but our, I'm sorry, about our present. But let me tell you something. Our future looks bright. Our future looks great. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You, you, let me tell you something. You have a wonderful future in Christ. Don't miss it for nothing on this earth. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's see, let's see God intervene in Revelation 21.5. Then, then he, excuse me, my throat is still not clear. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I love it. I love it. I love it. He says to me, Rise, for these words are true and faithful. Know this, my brothers and sisters. These words are true and faithful. Why? Because faithful is the one who sits on the throne. Rejoice, O heaven. Rejoice, O earth, the Bible says. What are you doing there lamenting? Rejoice. Rejoice, O earth. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is in control. Jesus Christ is in control. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, let's see what, what, what our, our wonderful Yeshua says. Verse 6. And then he says to me, says John, it is done. I love it. I love it, Jesus. I am the Alpha and the Omega, Jesus said. The beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Hallelujah, and there will be, and I will be his God, says Jesus, and he shall be my son. Hallelujah, I love this. I want to be your son, Jesus. I want to be your son forever, Jesus. But, though cowardly, he has the question mark. Verse 8, hallelujah. We, we got to keep this in mind, hallelujah. Because see, a lot of bad things are happening up there that make people fearfully and can make them a coward. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Can make us afraid. You got fear in your life. You need to repent it. You need to ask the Lord to take this fear away from you. You got fear of the enemy. You got to pray that the Lord take this stuff out of you. It's not of God. It's of the enemy. No fear comes from God. There's a fear. There's a, there's a wonderful fear of God that we have. We have a, a, a fear to fear him, to obey him, to listen to him, and to seek him. Not a fear to be hiding, to be, to be uh, shaking to be afraid, not to be able to sleep, that is not of God. I'm telling you now. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Look what Jesus said about the cowardly, the unbelieving, 
Oh boy, let me tell you something. I'm going to advise you to do this. Start repenting your unbelief regarding to the rapture. I've been doing this. I'm telling you, you will see what come out of you. They has, the rapture has, has, been, has been pulled down so much. Hallelujah. That it, may, it has made us doubt God. Doubt the Lord has raptured. You need to repent. You're unbelieving in the rapture. You're unbelieving in God about his rapture. You're unbelieving in Jesus about his rapture. You need to repent this. I'm telling you, go on your knees tonight. Get on your prayer tonight, on your, on your prayer time tonight, and start repenting. You're unbelieving in the rapture. Your cowardness to stand for Jesus in these last days. You need to repent of your cowardness. Praise Jesus. I'm going to repent my cowardness tonight. If I had cowardness in me, I want to repent it tonight. I'm telling you. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But repent your unbelief in the rapture. There's so many people, hallelujah, that used to listen to the Lord's Tower, used to believe in the rapture, but because the rapture did not happen in 2012, they say, I'm not going to join the Lord's Tower, I'm not going to support it, I'm not going to listen to us anymore, and they, just have, they have quit. They have quit. They won the rapture in 2012. Let me tell you something. You need to believe the Lord, no matter how many days and months you, you, you're, you're waiting for the rapture. And you, you have to stand and believe in Jesus. You cannot quit on Jesus. You cannot quit on your faith. You got to stand on the solid rock in your faith. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Re repent your unbelief. The abominable. The abominable, let me tell you what an abominable could be. These, these men, listen, watching this, this, this pornographic material, are children on the internet. That's an abomination to God. Murderer, murderer are those that are killing with the word of God, God's people. They're killing their faith. Those that are coming against the, the rapture are murderers because they are killing people's faith. Hallelujah. You need to repent those things. You need to re If you're watching pornographic material on the internet, you've got to be children. You have to repent that in Jesus' name. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That is an abomination. Murder. If you are killing your brothers and sisters with the word that's coming out of your mouth, you need to repent. You cannot be like Cain. You can, the Bible warns us not to be like Cain who killed his brother. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to be careful what we say to our brother. We need to be careful that we don't offend our brother and sister. We got to tell them the truth and love. Even if they get mad at us, we got to continue to love them. But we need to be very careful, my brothers and sisters. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the sexual immoral, hallelujah, so much sexual immorality, hallelujah, in amongst the church. We need to repent, the hallelujah, the sexual immorality amongst us. There's so much sexual immorality in the churches, pastor sleeping with a secretary, leaders sleeping with, with, with sisters in the church. That's a sexual immorality. They are homosexual in the church. That The pastor are telling them it's okay. We, we, we love them. You can be, they can be all you want to be. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Sexual immorality is a sin. We got to say it's a sin. We got to stand in the word it's a sin. We, we got to say to people, you need to repent that sin. You need to stay away from that sin. This is the truth from the word of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We cannot stand for any kind of sin. We got to say, no, it's a sin, and I'm not standing for that sin. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But the churches are saying, it's fine, it's fine. There's a leader here in the United States. I can't remember his name now. He has a great ministry. He got thousands and thousands of followers in the United States. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, he has been saying that we Christians have to welcome the homosexual in the church, and we got to marry them. If they want to be married, we got to show them love. That is a false teaching. 
that is not of God. We got to stand against that false teaching that is a lie from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. Yes, we got to love them. But hallelujah, pastor don't need to marry them. We don't need to marry them. We got to tell them it's a sin. We got to tell them too. Oh, let's not tell them the truth because they may get offended. No, we got to teach them the word of God, what the word of God says. Because these, these people said Jesus in his word. The sexual immorality will not, will not enter the, that, that, that praise Jesus, hallelujah. Let me tell you what's going to happen to them. I'm going to let the word of God speak, not me. The sorcerer, there's sorcery going on. Hallelujah. There's black magic going on. There's witchcraft going on in the churches. There are people practicing witchcraft. There are people, there are sorcery, hallelujah, being, being put together in the church, hallelujah, brought into the church. That is not of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The, the idolater, there's so much idolatry, hallelujah. I used to idolatry a pastor, a great man of God, and the Lord rebuked me for that. And the Lord says, you have to repent that sin, Elvie. You have to repent that sin. You are, he's an idol in your heart. Hallelujah. We cannot be idolater. It's not only worshiping idol that you made. It's also worshiping man. Yes, people following a man, that they worship them. If that man falls in sin, they also fall in sin. That is an idolatry in your heart, and you need to repent for that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, for his goodness. And all the liars should have their part. All the liars, there's so much lying going on too, hallelujah. There are people that are twisting the word of God, hallelujah, to make money, to make profit. That is also a lie. We need to be careful how we preach the word of God and that we don't lie to people. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because all these people... That Jesus is saying, that are doing all these things, look what Jesus said. And the liar should have their part in the lake which, which burn with, with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. They are going into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. All these sins that I just read to you in Revelation 21 are going on in the church today in America. And a lot of people are quiet about this in the world. Not only America, the world. This is this, this going on in the church. Sorcery, black man, you all kinds of things going on in the church. Sexual immorality, hallelujah, it's going on. I, I have people writing to me, telling me these things are going on among their ministry, among their church. That's horrible. Paul says these things are not even mentioned amongst you, hallelujah, God's people. He says to the churches, this is not even mentioned among us, but it's happening. In the new church now, that proclaim to be the church of Christ, all these things are happening. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And we we got to say we don't stand with that. We don't stand with that, hallelujah. Or we will be thrown in the lake of fire too. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And we don't want to be part of that. We don't want to be part of that. We got to say enough is enough, hallelujah. No more of this. No more. No more. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Now, Revelation 22. Last chapter of Revelation. Praise Jesus. If God says no, what, what should the bride of Christ says? say? If God says in his word no to all these things, how shouldn't we say no to? Hallelujah. Oh, 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 we cannot judge. This is, this is a new one. This is a new one going around now. Oh, we cannot judge. So they don't want to call sin, sin, because they say, oh, you cannot judge. Are you God? They, 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 they lie. They're mispreaching the word of God. They're misusing the word. Oh, are you God to be judging people? 
And so they let these sins, these sins in the church slide. I mean, I was working with a lesbian who was an, an ancient in a church here where I lived. And, and she wanted to come to our church where I was going to and, and become one of, one of the, one of the leaders, one of the ancients there. Hallelujah. She wanted to be one of the leaders in the church and all that. And, and she was saying, you guys cannot discriminate because I'm a lesbian. That's my choice, she was telling me. And I was telling her, listen, the word of God says about this sin, you got you to gotta repent the sins. How can we make, we make you part of something that our Bible teaches that is wrong? And then make you part of uh, the leaders in the church. No, that's not going to happen. My, my, my pastor's not going to agree with this. And anyway, I took her to the pastor because she was telling me. She was pressuring me to, that she wanted to be part of the church. I took her to the pastor. And then when here in Massachusetts, when that judge here and the court approved that, that the homosexual can get married, hallelujah, this, this was the first thing here in Massachusetts that this got approved. The state later on started sending letters to pastors telling them here in Massachusetts that they have to marry homosexual. They, they, no, not, this is what they said. You cannot discriminate on them on sex. So they were telling people here, the pastor, they were pressuring the pastor here. And I don't know how they can have marriage license over here and pastors in Massachusetts because they cannot say no if homosexual come to them to marry them. They have to marry them because they cannot be discriminated. The state sends those letters out to the people here. Praise This is horrible. This is Sodom and Gomorrah over here. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so a lot of pastors will say, I'm not going to marry them. I would have taken that license. I, I would have cut it in pieces and burned it. Forget about marrying anybody. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I won't marry them. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I would I tell the people, listen, go, ma go get married with this person, but I will not marry them. If the state is going to make me marry homosexual. We have to stand on something, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But this state here is, is the worst example in the United States. Massachusetts. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because now they are seeking legal right to, to, uh, to claim benefits to the kid of homosexual here in Massachusetts. Hallelujah. It's bad over here. And this state is a bad example to every, every other state. They are seeking this, and the court is saying yes. Right when all these lawyers were fighting them in court, saying this should not be approved, now they're seeking benefit for their kids, homosexual. And the problem is that they take care, they adopt kids and all that, and they leave them behind and all that, and they're still seeking benefit for all that. That's, it's bad, but what's going on over here? This day, hallelujah, if, if fire is going to come down to the United States, and they start with Massachusetts, I'm telling you. God is so mad at their state, hallelujah. You don't know how many, how many, my brothers and sisters, they had, the state here had closed many, many churches. Hallelujah. They, they have put up license and stuff, requirement for the churches here. Hallelujah. In, in Massachusetts, they have made a lot of pastors uh, close their churches because the requirement of the state require them to spend twenty, forty thousand dollars and rebuilding the church here in Massachusetts by and that that's about the state code and all that. They they require local and state codes for the churches. And so a lot of pastors had to come up with the money, hallelujah, to put to spend it into the buildings and all that. And so a lot of pastors ended up selling the building or just coming out of the church. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus because the state made them. The state made them. The state pressured them to do this. 
Hallelujah. And good pastor, men of God that I know, have to end up just closing the church, like leaving. Hallelujah. Because they couldn't keep up. The stages came up with all these laws. And they're still coming up with more laws over here. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I went over to City Hall today. Hallelujah. Just to renew my, my, my certificate. Because I'm, I'm, this is certified as a business here in Massachusetts. So I have to pay taxes and pay to all these people over here. And they made me pay more. And, and I went and I complained to them. And I told them, why are you guys making me pay all this money when I already paid for my certificate here? Hallelujah. And I just have this internet radio here and all that. And I don't have people coming in out of my house for this radio. Hallelujah. This is basically me and the brothers and sisters from different states on the phone that we do this. Hallelujah. Because they require me to pay this money and all that to get the certificate. Hallelujah. And to get the approval by the city over here. Hallelujah. And praise God. And they're just so sad and bad what's going on over there. And the enemy is pressuring these people to do all this. And they just go ahead and doing it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But the state requires you to register this as a business. They require you. The city here requires that this be registered as a business. So I have to do it. I have to go and pay them up. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so they don't want to hear it. That's the law. That's the law over here. I'm telling you, this day, hallelujah, it, this day is bad. It's really bad. This is a bad example to the rest of the state, hallelujah. And it, it just going on. on. It's, it's getting worse now. It's getting worse, and it's coming down, down from the state down to every city. So everyone here, is, they, they're putting pressure on anyone that you need to get this, you need to get that. And so churches cannot stay open. Now they require that if they want to stay open in Massachusetts, any church, they have to have an insurance and extra insurance in case of any accident in the church. Things that was not required before, churches, uh, church, they had insurance. But now they require them an extra insurance for them to keep the people in the churches insured now. And so that, that costs a lot of money. It costs, them, it costs the church a lot of money now to run in Massachusetts with this extra, extra insurance. This has been over the radio, the internet, and everything. Hallelujah. And so a lot of pastors have been gone. They have gone west. They have gone south. They have gone west. They just have moved away from Massachusetts. You won't believe. You come to the state of Massachusetts, you won't believe how many thousands of churches they have closed within the two or three years. They've just been closing church left to right in Massachusetts. That's how bad this day is right now for the people that are listening to me from their different state. Hallelujah. Because all these, all these requirements the state have brought down to the local cities and all that. And it just make, they're making it worse every day. And, and, and churches cannot keep up with it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, we have to stay faithful with the Lord. We've got to keep seeking the Lord. And we've got to understand that the Lord is in control. Jesus Christ is in control. I love it because Revelation 22 uh, uh, says that the time is near. Then he says to me the word are faithful and true. The Lord God of holy, holy, prophesying his angel to show his servant the things which must surely take place. How soon these things are to, to come to happen? Shortly. Soon. Soon, hallelujah. They're going to happen, these things, hallelujah. That Jesus, hallelujah, is coming. Excuse me, for his bride. Praise you. Look what Jesus says in Revelation uh, 21, 22, 7, I'm sorry. Behold! Behold, I am coming quickly. You know, if you think God is slow, you got to repent. 
I'm telling you, if you think that Jesus is slow, God, I'm going to repent for that tonight, hallelujah. If you think Jesus is slow, you're going to have to repent. If you think God is taking so long, you're going to have to repent. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because look what he says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the word of the prophecy of this book. Hallelujah. And you say, Brother Elby, how am I blessed? Let me tell you how you're blessed. By keeping the word of God. That's how you get the biggest blessing in your life. When you keep the word, teach the word to your children. Teach them to keep the word. Just Not just teach them the word, but teach them to keep the word. And they will be blessed by God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Then he says to me, says John, see that you do not, hallelujah, do that. For I am your fellow servant. That's when he almost worshipped the angel. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse, uh, verse 12 now. And behold... I am coming quickly again. If you think God is slow, you're going to have to repent. I'm telling you. Verse 12 now. Behold, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me. Where is your reward? Let me tell you where is your reward. Your reward is with Jesus Christ right now in heaven. Okay? And your reward is being brought to you by Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To give to everyone. According to his work. So if work for God, work for Jesus, and you will be rewarded. Praise Jesus. You will be rewarded with God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He will give you your reward. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who, who do his command, that they may have the right.